nationwide keyword, luck, L-U-C-K, luck, to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck, to 200-200. Good luck. Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. It's the uh, Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's March 21st, the year 2018. We uh, do away with the normal show opening on these Wednesdays because we are devoting our attention on Wednesdays now for the first 45 minutes or so on Wednesdays to concentrate on the uh, heroin and opioid crisis here in Central Florida. This is interview number four in this ongoing series of interviews that aim, as I said, to ascertain the seriousness of the opioid and heroin addiction problem that we have in Central Florida. Our guest today is Carol Burkett. uh, Ms. Burkett is the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office in 2005. Carol, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking some valuable time to join us this afternoon let's get let me just uh, go back what is what what is the what is the the drug-free office and why was that created was it created when you came aboard did just, when did that happen yeah just about uh, mr phillips first of all thank you for dedicating this time every week we really appreciate the awareness that you're creating um, across Central Florida on this epidemic. Um, the coalition, the, the drug-free office is a very small office. The mm-hmm. larger umbrella is the Orange County Drug-Free Coalition. Okay. Uh, it was created by uh, former Chairman Mel Martinez mm-hmm. because actually in 1999, we led the state in heroin overdoses. And so it's ironic we're talking about this again. Um, coalitions were something new in the state, and he wanted to address the problem comprehensively, not just heroin, but all other drugs, and that's how it got started, bringing in key community leaders from across multiple jurisdictions and expertise. So you come in in 2005, and uh, we have this problem. Uh, Mel Martinez, then the chairman of the Orange County Commission, I believe, he, he sees this problem going on in Orange County. But compare that then to what's going on now in Orange County. I know you can't speak for the other four counties in the central Florida area, or maybe you can, but Orange County itself, what have you seen? Drastically different from where we were back in the early 2000s, we did have a heroin problem. In the state, there was about 200 Mm -hmm. heroin overdoses, overdose deaths. Um, And again, Orange County led the state. Now in Florida, in 2016, we had 950 Mm. heroin-related deaths. We had even more fentanyl-related deaths. Wait a minute, go back back again. 950, what's the time frame? Uh, 2016. We had 950 heroin heroin overdose deaths? Deaths in the state of Florida. Okay. Yeah, sir, yeah. And Orange County itself. And Orange County had um, 
And just to give you a little um, a little history, because Mayor Jacobs convened the Orange County Heroin Task Force in 2015 mm-hmm. because we saw such an issue in our area. And at that time, in, in 2014, we had 90 heroin-related deaths, which was more than any other county in the state. And knowing Miami, Palm Beach, larger than we are, we had more right here in Central Florida and Orange County. Um, jump ahead, 2015, we it increased to 85 heroin-related deaths mm-hmm. for Orange County. And then we saw a little bit of a decrease. We went down to about 66. But unfortunately, at the same time, fentanyl really came onto the street and was starting to be cut with heroin, and that number increased. So we saw about 68 fentanyl-related deaths in 2016. Fentanyl is, I don't know, is fentanyl the the animal tranquilizer that they that they now mix with heroin? Is that right? It's um, It takes on a lot of different forms. So fentanyl is actually a prescribed drug. Okay. It's used for cancer patients, okay. for those with palliative right. care. And it typically comes as a as a lollipop, a transdermal patch for, for patients that's right. slow release. This is illicit fentanyl with the precursor chemicals coming from China being made in these clandestine labs and mixed with heroin because it's the same white substance. Um, a lot of times users, dealers may not even know they have lethal doses of fentanyl. Um, and fentanyl is about 50 to 100 times more potent. Right than heroin, and then you have the analogs. And you mentioned carfentanil, and um, you're right on track with that. Carfentanil is something veterinarians use, so it's prescribed. Animal tranquilizer, it is 10,000 times more potent than morphine. Carol Burkett uh, Burkett is our guest. She's the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office, has been uh, with that office since 2005. What about the price for this particular substance? Is it going down or going up? It's still very cheap. It's still very cheap. Um, High purity level. From and DEA is the ones who track this. They get samples and test it. So unfortunately, still very high purity level and still very cheap to get for people. Were we blindsided? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but were we blindsided just a little bit? With you know, we had the pill mills here in Central Florida. We cracked down. You know, after after a while, law enforcement really began that crackdown on pill mills. Well, was heroin? Did heroin just come into the marketplace to take its place, so to speak? Is that is that essentially what happened? I would I would absolutely have to agree with you on that because when we look at look back at the data and I mentioned 950 you know heroin related deaths in 2016 in 2010 we only had 48 in 2010 that was the height of our prescription drug problem yeah. so you didn't need to buy heroin off the street you could get it from an illegal pill mill operation a mm-hmm. rogue pharmacy you know the story until 2012 when legislation was passed crackdowns happened with those illegal operations the source of that medication just dried up. And then heroin definitely came back on our streets. Um, And law enforcement really started to see that pick up in 2014. So once again, Orange County, where is it ranking in the state of Florida and the major metropolitan areas as far as heroin use or or overdoses or 911 responses, if you can keep track of that? I don't even know whether agencies even keep track anymore of the times they've responded to a drug overdose. We, you know, we do, and I, I wish I had a comparison. I can probably give you the best on the mortality, the, the deaths, okay. but um, when we look at our emergency response, those EMS um, men and women that are out there saving lives, and they always look at a suspected overdose, we went from about 500 calls in 2014 to over 1,200 calls in 2017. No kidding. Where it's suspected overdose. So we've seen the jump. We've seen it in our hospitals with our ED admissions increase. Um, so we know it's something that luckily law enforcement is getting there. They're saving people before we have an overdose related death. 
but it is taking its toll on our emergency departments as well. Yeah, we talked to uh, the first three interviews. Uh, we we interviewed addicts and recovering addicts, and uh, and in, and I keep saying nobody gets out of bed in the in the morning and says I want to become a drug addict. Very true. Um, do you have any kind of research about essentially what is happening? Is it people just for one reason or another had pain? They were on pills. Pills dried up, and plus. One of the one of the persons told us that the heroin heroin was less expensive than pills. I think you hit on everything that we've looked at um, to try to find what those answers are, why we have the problem that we have, mm-hmm. and and you just you really hit the nail on the head. I think because of the proliferation of pill mill clinics and you know illegal operations, there was people going in for legitimate pain, sure. and doctors were over prescribing because they were told in the mid nineties these drugs were not addictive. Correct. So, it, you know, that just led to 30 and 60 and 90 day prescriptions of very addictive pain medications. So you do feel for those people that took it just as a doctor recommended and got addicted. And an opioid is an opioid. So if you're addicted to a prescription pain medication, heroin is the same. And thing. when the prescription runs out and there are no more pills at the end of the bottle, then they resort to trying to buy it on the street and buy something that's probably even more lethal. Absolutely. Yeah. They're just that craving. Again, it's going to that addiction, that craving, the way your brain and chemistry changes you. That's the only thing you're thinking about is getting your next fix and you will do anything. And when you hear testimonials from and from the folks you've had on your show Mm -hmm. that they would say, I never would have put a needle in my arm. And now they're putting, you know, they put a needle in their arm because the rush is so much more euphoric and the highs better and it gets there faster. I think what a lot of people don't understand is, is the withdrawal. And as it's been described on this program by the people we've interviewed, they say it's like having the flu 10 times or a hundred times worse. And anybody who's had the flu, just that got the regular flu. If you could take something that would eradicate it immediately, you would. You're, you're in contact with a lot of first responders, I'm sure, and law enforcement and the fire departments. I mean, do they, what do they say? Is it getting, do they believe it's getting worse? Is it stabilized? Is it static? Is it getting better? I, I would imagine it's getting better in their response and treating people who have overdosed. Absolutely. But has but the, the number of responses increased? Yes. I think we have seen, and, and something the sheriff had a, a press conference on, Sheriff Demings, he saw an increase just the first six weeks of, of this year, of 2018. Mm-hmm. He had over 156 drug overdoses. Not all of those were opioid, but just drug sure. overdoses. Sure, sure. Um, and luckily, you know, all of his folks are now carrying naloxone so they can provide that life-saving medication. But we did have nine deaths, and that was up when he looked at that same time frame last year. Um, so in response to that, when you mentioned fire rescue pulling in those first responders, it was really in a concentrated area. It was... Holden Heights, OBT, right. Americana, and our firefighters and recruits, we had about 130 went out and put out 7,000 door hangers. They were knocking on doors, letting people know that this is a problem, this is an epidemic in our county, and if you do know someone that needs help, call 211, a place to go for get treatment resources, and what to do in an overdose situation. You know, Immediately call 911. Follow whatever that dispatcher says and stay with that person, which is critical. Very good. Carol Burkett is our guest. She is the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office. We'll continue this conversation. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. 
iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. From to Phillips File for this uh, Wednesday, March 21st in the year 2018. We are continuing our series of interviews that aim to ascertain the seriousness of uh, opioid and heroin addiction in Central Florida. Our guest today, interview number four, is Carol Burkett. She is the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office, has been with that office since 2005. If you were to put a score on how serious the problem is in Orange County, I know you can't speak for the surrounding four counties, even though you might have an idea of what their, the level of, of seriousness the problem is in, in those counties but in orange county itself orlando the metro orlando area orange county itself if you were to score it one through ten what's the what's the level of seriousness are we at a five and eight where where would you rank it right now it's is very serious and and i would say talking to law enforcement whether it's a sheriff's office or opd or mbi this is the only thing they're working on the streets is heroin and fentanyl related cases so mm-hmm. It's it's just consuming what they do. Not that there are other drug related issues out there that they work, but this is their primary uh, role in enforcement is going after these folks that are dealing these drugs. I don't want to put you in a in a political hot seat because okay. that's I mean that's that's not your concern. But you know, in our first three interviews, we talked to addicts, recovering addicts, of course. And there's always a concern whether resources are being put in the right place as far as recovery, whether it's a methadone program and some of the addicts say that's, that wasn't for them. I, what's, your, what's your overview of that? Are we, are we doing enough? Or what, what do, does more money need to be, go to law enforcement? Or do we need more money for rehabilitation? Or are we just not funding enough in, in both areas? I think some good news, since I've been talking a lot about statistics and and mortality deaths. So some good news is what just recently passed, Mr. Phillips, with House Bill 21 really provides some additional treatment dollars that we desperately need in our community as well as communities across Florida. Um, In 2017, Florida was the recipient of $54 million Mm -hmm. in treatment dollars. So it went to medication-assisted treatment, whether it was methadone, Suboxone, Vivitrol, and all those supportive services that went with that. so this house bill that was just signed has $65 million that will go into treatment resources and uh, residential care, detox for that patient. Because not everyone's ready for outpatient. They may need to be detoxed first, go into residential, and go through that continuum of care. Uh, it also provides support services within our emergency departments, which we need that, and more peer recovery specialists. So those people in long-term recovery are the great folks that can talk to someone who's at that point, maybe at a critical stage of wanting to change their life. And so funding's allocated for that. Um, It also gives law enforcement more money for naloxone, that life-saving medication, because now it's taking, talking to law enforcement, it's not one dose, it's two, three, four doses sometimes to to bring someone back, yes. Walk walk me through the process or the audience through the process. Uh, A drug addict calls, uh, what is it, 211 they can call? 211 is is something that we promote a lot. It's United Way's information helpline. It's 24-7, completely confidential. Okay, ring, um, ring, ring. I'm an addict. I need help. Right, right. Then what happens? So you're talking to, um, and you could be referred to a counselor, but you're talking to a specialist who can give you resources based on what your needs are, mm-hmm. based on what your income is. If you have insurance, then they're going to walk you through that process. If you're indigent, uninsured, underinsured, then they can tell you who in our community has those programs that are free or for little to no cost that you can 
schedule your appointment and I say appointment, really an assessment. And we need to get people into those assessments and into treatment as quickly as possible. Your experience are, you know, we, we have stereotypes of people, whether they're alcoholics or whether they're drug addicts in, in, in your experience, I mean, are, are, are most the addicts working? Are they, are they, are they working addicts? A lot of, I've heard that yes. in any workplace, there's a very good chance that you are working near someone who's an addict. You just don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people that are functioning because it's no longer about that high they received. Right. It's about that new normal and not going through that awful withdrawal right. process. Okay. That so a lot of people can function and be able to use and still you know, okay. maintain their job, maintain their employment, which I know is important. Um, and in the same respect, a lot of them don't have the time or can't leave that job to go into treatment. So it's really, it's, it's a tough situation, uh, depending on if they're the breadwinner for that family, you know, going into a 30 day residential program is difficult when you're the one bringing the money. Are we missing anything? I mean, are they, sometimes I wonder whether there are too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. I mean, and you have to deal with it because of your position, you have law enforcement, you have uh, first responders and fire departments and this agency and that agency and two one one. I mean, the private it, sector is, it, is trying to get in it too. Right? Is, yeah. Is it? I mean, is it is it fairly well coordinated? Now? I would imagine you would say so. Yes, it is. But I'm just, you know, I, I sometimes wonder whether there's so many, so many dots to connect. Whether we can really get a handle on this. You know, I would. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of important players at the table, and I think that's what the Mayor, Mayor Jacobs did so well and Sheriff Demings co-chaired that task force because they brought all those players together right. and they each worked in their respective roles. But what I loved about working with law enforcement was they said, we need treatment at the table with us. So they weren't just working in their silo. They really wanted to understand more about treatment. Now they're out there saving lives every day mm -hmm. with providing that naloxone. And I'm actually getting calls from them saying, can you connect this person to treatment? because they've been out to a house maybe five or six times and they're worried about this person, you know, not being alive the next time they come out. So I think it's, it's worked so well with that coordination piece. And, you know, that was over a six month process of putting everyone together uh, to see that we have 37 recommendations. We're still working on, we're still meeting as an advisory council, 37 recommendations that came out of the heroin task force. Yes. And can you give us an idea what some of those recommendations yes, are? So one of the one of the most important ones that we've been talking about was equipping law enforcement with naloxone. Right. And that was almost immediately before the task force ended. Sheriff Deming said, yes, we are first responders. They will have naloxone. Um, so, the so the sheriff's department has it. And Do the municipal police departments have it as well? Orlando Police Department has it. And since then, UCFPD actually was the very first one. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, they got a grant. And say they were the first ones on campus uh, to have it. I think maybe the second university in the state to uh, to have naloxone. And we've seen other municipalities come on board. And here's another little bit of good news. We received in Orange County, we were the only grant in the state. We got $2 million recently from a SAMHSA grant. And part of that grant will be able to fund those other municipalities that want to participate in this naloxone program, uh, we will now have funding to help them equip and train um, and provide those those best practices so they can do exactly what Sheriff and OPD and the others are but, doing. Uh, yeah, look into your crystal ball. I mean, I understand you want to put a positive spin. I mean, that's part of that. Yeah, I, sure. I mean, I, I understand that. But when you look into the crystal ball and 
you know what's going on, not just in Central Florida or in Orlando, Orange County. You know what's going on in the rest of the nation as well. I don't get the ideas getting that much better anywhere. It's not. No, I mean, I, I think it's going to take us a while to is get this, out of this. Is just something that we as citizens, hey, this is going to be around for a while. We have to deal with it somehow. You know, and, and unfortunately, every year I get a, a CDC report. And Mr. Phillips, last year it was... In 2015, we had 52,000 people die from drug overdoses, and the majority of those were opioids. Now it's 64,000 people died from drug overdoses. In 2016, 42,000 was just opioids. So that means 115 people are dying every single day in the United States because of opioids. Mm. And that's heroin, that's fentanyl, that's prescription pain medication. Um, so when when I'm asked that question, we didn't get here overnight, so we're not going to get out of it overnight. It's going to be it's going to take us a while. I think the the practices and and the folks we have in place and the committees, I think will help us get there absolutely. But it's 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 going to be a long. You know, haul. if we had a bridge and fifty two thousand people died because the bridge collapsed, we'd we'd be spinning out of control and really angry about what caused this. We have 52,000 Americans, if not more. I read a figure today yeah. in the New York Times. It might be 68,000 Americans. Who knows? It's climbing. It seems they're dropping like flies. And But why do you think that many Americans you know, or citizens, they just, they, this, they say, this is not my problem? It's still... Why, why should I be worried about this? This yeah. is not a problem. I, I'm not addicted to anything. This is a, this is a moral judgment they've made. And exactly. uh, they made this themselves, so they have to they have to live with it. I'm not going to help out. I think the stigma is is what makes people that I know in recovery don't come out to say they're in recovery because they look at folks that have been addicted or currently addicted as just a moral failing. You did mm-hmm. it, like you said, you did it to yourself, not knowing that person's history, not knowing they received that legitimate prescription, and not everyone's going to get addicted, but you could be genetically predisposed to addiction. So not being able to walk in that person's shoes, we're sometimes quick to, um, to critique and, and, and be negative on this until it affects your family or someone you know. And then you start to see people turn around and really look at this problem differently and want to help. You've talked to a number, uh, I'm certainly, uh, certainly talked to a number of recovering addicts or addicts. If you could explain to the audience, because I'm just trying to hammer this home, they've explained to you what it's like to try to try to withdraw the whether it's cold turkey they do it try to do it themselves and the 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 odds of succeeding at that are very very slim i would imagine if you could explain to the audience i mean based on what addicts and recovering addicts have told you about the process of withdrawal or what they go through during withdrawal so people get a better idea of the physical ramifications that keep them going back to this addiction Yes. Um, the withdrawal process is very, very, um, it's a horrible process. I wouldn't want to go through. It is yeah, because people say, look, I smoke cigarettes. I was addicted to nicotine. Right. Took me three days a weekend uh, and boom, um, I don't smoke anymore. What's the problem? Yeah, it's um, it's to tell you the, the extremity of the problem. When people are booked into Orange County Jail and they're addicted to heroin, mm-hmm. they absolutely tell that nurse at triage at booking, I'm addicted because they don't want to go through the withdrawal process without medication mm-hmm. because that really helps them <coughs> excuse me as I'm coughing here it helps them go through that process because it is painful um, no one according to you know research no one will die from this withdrawal process but you will feel like you're going to right so knowing that if you've ever gone through withdrawal you've been booked in the county jail you've been there for more than seven ten days you've gone through withdrawal 
you don't want to go through that again. Unless you're ready to go to treatment, you're going to make sure you always have a fix ready just to keep your new level of normal, not to get high anymore. You just don't want to go through that withdrawal process. And it'll take some time. And I think that's hard for families and loved ones that want their their loved one to go into treatment and they just might not be ready yet to make that commitment because it's a it's work when you go into treatment there's work that has to be done by that mm-hmm. person um it's rewarding at the end when you make it and you're in recovery and you're in long-term recovery and you can share your story with others but um it's a difficult process do you have any statistics on people who i mean they go through recovery but relapse do we have any idea the the percentage is it you know three out of ten or nine out of ten relapse and it takes a certain number of times of relapsing before they can finally they just finally get over that line i know when and you just mentioned this when you try to go cold turkey with this mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work and the medication assisted treatments that we do have three of those that are fda approved you have a much higher success rate of being successful in treatment and not relapsing if you don't go through that process then 80 to 90 percent will relapse it, it just it, it won't work you you want to think you can do it yourself you right. feel better now you're detoxed everything's out of your system you know you're going to make the right choices it's it's really it's not that easy because your brain has just changed dramatically from this drug so it's it's the medication assisted treatment it's the counseling that has to happen and that's over a you know a period of time that doesn't happen overnight right. for some it's six nine 12 months before. Carol Burkett is our guest. She is the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office, has been with that office since 2005. Before we let you go, is there anything else coming up that, you know, it always seems that one drug comes along, we push it aside somehow through law enforcement, or sometimes it's pushed aside because there's another substance that comes along to take its place. We had uh, we had uh, the pills, the opioids. Then we had heroin. Then we had heroin mixed with fentanyl. Then it's fentanyl. Are we looking at anything else on the horizon? Where because I better better watch out, folks, because something else is is coming our way. You know, I think it's it's just the fentanyl analogs, and it's really trying law enforcement trying to catch up with all of those mm-hmm. that are continuing to come out. Again, it's you know it's these clandestine labs that are tweaking these chemical compounds. Some more potent, some less potent. They just don't know what's in them until they can analyze them. And we've gone from 12 a couple of years ago to now we have over 40 different fentanyl analogs that are out there in our community. Um, so it's dangerous. And that's that's still probably the biggest focus is just fentanyl and those analogs. And this is dangerous for law enforcement as well, isn't it? They, if, they can, if they just come in contact with these substances, it can cause them physical damage. Can it not? Absolutely. They're, they're instructed to take their precautions in addressing this. Um, when they would go into, you know, a drug house and they're, you know, searching for drugs and mm-hmm. it, they are now taking just extreme precautions. I mean, even closing a baggie that has potentially fentanyl in it, having that airborne right. that could get into your system and cause, you know, overdose symptoms. All right, Jack has a question. Yeah, Carol, some uh, listeners texting in talking about how cost prohibitive uh, recovery, at least private recovery centers can be. If someone's listening, they know they have a problem or a family member who does. What are some of the options for them to getting treatment for their family? No, I yeah, I absolutely agree with you. So I have some good news on the private side as well. Um, But two one one, I would still refer people to two one one. And tell them, you know, you're looking for um, opioid treatment program and, you know, no insurance, you're indigent, you're uninsured. And then we also have Central Florida CARES Health System. 
And they're the ones that license and provide funding for these opioid treatment programs. And we have six in the Central Florida area that are receiving these state dollars and are providing that funding to the uninsured, underinsured. Um, but because of the amount of money that we do have, and, and just to be able to increase capacity, the Department of Children and Families is now going to work with for-profit providers mm-hmm. that have opioid treatment programs that are doing medication-assisted treatment so they can get these dollars and help serve that population that doesn't have the money, that can't, they might have insurance, but they can't meet their deductible to go into that, that private um, that private provider. So um, so I was glad to see that. That just recently came out, and I'm letting all the private providers we work with um, to explore that possibility with the Department of Children and Families because that's something new we haven't seen here. And 211 is available anyone in the Central Florida area? Anyone in the Central Florida area, dial 211. They can text 211 uh, with their zip code. They can chat. They can go online, website. There's a lot of different resources, but it is completely confidential. 24-7, and 211 also operates our crisis hotline as well. Very good. Hey, Carol, thanks for dropping by this afternoon. Thank you A lot you of so great much. information. If you have anything you can pass on to Mo, maybe other people that you think we ought to talk to in this process of these interviews for the remainder of the year, Absolutely. We, we'd appreciate it. And best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Carol Burkett, who is the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office since 2005. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. We're going to get some news. By the way, thanks once again to Carol Burkett, the director of the Orange County Drug-Free Office, for stopping by as we continue these series of interviews concentrating on the opioid and heroin epidemic, if you want to call it that, crisis here in Central Florida. That was a terrific interview, and we appreciate her spending some time with us. Let's get some news. Here's Mo. Jim, the suspect who has been terrorizing Austin, Texas, and the surrounding communities The kid actually blew himself up early today. Authorities were closing in on him. This has been a three-week manhunt. They finally grabbed him, but they're not sure he didn't pre-plant other things out there, so they're asking everyone to be on the lookout. His name is Mark Anthony Condit. He is unemployed, was a 23-year-old kid. I say kid, but he uh, bought his bomb-making stuff at the Home Depot. This is how, you know, you can put, you know, piece this stuff together. You go to the internet and f- figure out how to make it. Right, one but of you go things. right up to your corner, big box store, and you get the stuff. The motive is still a mystery. They're looking at all of his uh, computer stuff, technology, social media, trying to figure it out. Now, they zeroed in what on him. possess anyone when you just know. think about it? I mean, really? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, they actually watched some store surveillance video. I guess they had some video actually in the cameras. They, they checked his cell phone signals and witness accounts of a strange-looking dude making purchases while wearing a disguise that included a blonde wig and gloves. Finally, they found him at a, you know, a no-tell motel in a suburb out in the sticks and, and uh, yeah, followed his vehicle, ran into a ditch, and then kaboom. Bye-bye. Uh, he detonated an explosive device inside his own car and blew himself to smithereens. Now we uh, come a little closer to home, Jim. The North Salmon trial is now two, three weeks in. Yeah. Uh, today, the prosecution was focusing on text messages between the widow and the uh, pulse shooter, mm-hmm. her husband. Um, and his mother was trying to text him. She, his wife, was trying to text him. Um, he had all, by the time they were swapping text messages, he had already gunned down a whole bunch of people in pulse. Um, Finally, his final correspondence to her was his love for her. And, uh, yeah. This is the defense now. That is the prosecution. Yeah. 
Prosecution, no, prosecution is saying she knew. She's writing him. She's, no, the state, the state is rested, though. Correct. Prosecution all, is that is now, correct. It's the, it's the defense. You are correct. This um, thing could be over. Uh, a verdict could come as soon as next week. Prosecution yeah. rested. Defense is trying now. Showing that this is, could be an important point. Her defense is arguing her husband kept all kinds of secrets from her, including infidelity and as well as, of course, the biggest yeah, when secret. You have to pr- I guess the state would have to prove somewhere along the line that you, right. I mean, you have any things you have ever checked on the computer that you didn't want your husband to find out about? We all have to think about that, don't we? I don't Ooh. think so. No. I don't have a husband. I don't know how to hide that stuff. I, you know, I'm terrible at that. So I, I don't think I would be able to figure out how to make it secret like that. But, you know, I'm sure that people can. Uh, students at Parkland. Um, Anything you ever think about that you just, you know, rolls around in your brain or in your fantasy world that essentially just keep to yourself? I've told my husband all manner of stuff. So I think I'm pretty, you know, open book in that department. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told him everything. I mean, I can't think of anything I haven't told him. But maybe there's something. I mean, if I really think about it for a minute. Nah, anyway, let's like move that ball on. Shall gag? We? Huh? I, I no, I never had one of those. Uh, students from. Damn a- it! Uh, here, take this. She one. just had a birthday. Uh, yeah, take pink ones. Oh no! How rude! I thought it was angels in there. Yeah. Oh, that's not a ball it's, gag. It's that's not- yash. Whatever. What is it? What is it? It's a. Uh, we uh, can't really describe. Yeah, I don't think it's we like should talk about it. Like the opposite device. Is like- it a? Ring. You no. know when you go to the dentist and they have to do work in the back of your mouth? Yeah. So they put the spreader in your lips. Mm. So your mouth stays open. Do we have to talk about this? No. Okay. That's good. exactly. I mean. What's it doing in there? Not sure. Well, ask Angel. I know. Well, why does it remain in there? All right. Listen, let's move no along. No one wants to touch it. <laughs> Part of the studio. Can now. we move <laughs> along? Get some tongs or something. Get some rubber gloves and get it out of there. Yeah, it's like those makes... kitchen tongs that That's Dirty right. Jim left behind. It makes me very uncomfortable. I took those home. Students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School gym that suffered the deadly mass shooting last month are speaking out on gun violence. No surprise, but they're speaking at Harvard. Last night, you know, that David Hogg, that kid is a superstar. He's an up-and-comer. So, this so kid's is, got a future so somewhere. So is Emma Gonzalez. She was there as well. He's the bald one. She is the one with the very shortly cropped hair. Yeah, that's right. She says a lot of, she believes that a lot of attention was paid to her because of her short hair. Yeah, she had a look. Yeah, she had she a look says that worked. She, yeah, and correct. And asked her, what do you think? Well, you know, she had a message, but and she, had a buzz she cut. says but yeah. a lot of people paid attention because, first of all, they... They were looking at the buzz cut, mm-hmm. and then they started listening to what she had to say. Her words were very impressive. Yeah. Uh, these two are also taking part in the March for Our Lives this Saturday in Washington, D.C. How many uh, people do you think will show up? Tens they, of thousands. 500,000, 200,000? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, easily. Yeah, I think upwards of six figures, no question. Um, new security concerns down there at Douglas High School are prompting new protection from the Florida Highway Patrol, of all places. Yesterday, two students were arrested for bringing knives to school. A third was removed after posting threatening messages and pictures of himself with a gun and bullets on Snapchat. And it was earlier this week that the brother of the Parkland shooter was arrested for trespassing as well. As a result, the Broward County Sheriff announced last night that he's accepted a very generous offer from the governor to deploy FHP troopers to guard Stoneman Douglas's entrances and exits. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio has to weigh in on this, of course, and he calls it outrageous. That? What? Uh, and impossible to believe, referring to the discovery of a Broward County Sheriff's deputy who was sleeping in a patrol car outside of Douglas High School. This deputy is suspended with pay while an internal investigation is conducted. Um, it turns out the spokesperson for Broward County says 
um, that the, the deputy was caught sleeping on Monday afternoon by a student, like this week, who notified another deputy on campus. Uh, the you can't do that. No, I mean, you can't, just can't. You can't be a school you know, resource. If you're that officer. tired, if you're sleepy, just you got to tell uh-huh. the boss, the watch commander, the sheriff. Right. Look, man, I, you know. I know. All right. A I'll, I'll of, do, uh, you know, well, double up uh, overtime later, whatever it is. But, I'm, man, I am really sleepy, and uh, I'm going to fall asleep. And he did. He fell asleep in his car. A vigil. Now, I've got two bridge stories back-to-back here. One of them at Florida International University. They held a vigil for the six people who were killed when the bridge collapsed. Yeah. The pedestrian bridge collapsed last yeah. week. Nasty. Uh, now they're having a march and a vigil and all that stuff. A lot of funerals have started down there as well. And the Sunshine Skyway Bridge. What about that? Over in that Tampa, scares me. you know, I don't like driving over there. It was closed for a big part of the day due to high winds and severe weather. Mm-hmm. FHP says the bridge is closed to all traffic until further notice. Find an alternate route. Route. I'm not a big fan of bridges. Is it route or route? Either or. Uh, route. Route. Think like New Orleans. Stop. New Orleans. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Don't you, do that. You sound weird when you say it. Yeah, now stop it. Don't do that. Mm-mm. You know we've got a law in Florida that bans smoking in public places, but it doesn't ban vaping. At least not yet. They have the Constitution Revision Commission has approved an amendment that I love would, that raspberry mint mix. It's the mango, yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's the mango blackberry like, that dude, seems to be a. What hit. are you vaping? Mm. Bruh. I prefer hey. straub mango. Straub. Straub mang. It's what we call it uh-huh. in the industry. Well, they've approved an amendment, Jim, that would add e-cigarettes to the smoking regulations in Florida. Pam Bondi says they're trying to keep up with young people and technology. If this passes the Constitution Revision Committee, it goes on the ballot in November. Speaking of which, the uh, in November, we'll be voting for a new governor on the Democratic side of the ticket. There's a bunch of people in the, yeah. in the hopper. I like uh, Levine Levine. Well, he is number one. Yeah, I like him. He took his first lead among the Democratic candidates for governor. Former Phil- mayor of uh, Miami Beach. Miami Beach, yeah. yeah. So uh, Le- Levine or Levine? Levine. He's a Levine. Levine. No. no. Adam Levine of no. Maroon 5. He's Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Says you. Wait yeah, a minute. Right. Now I'm really confused. Adam Levine. The former mayor it's of Le- Miami Beach is a Levine Philip or Levine? Levine. All right. Thank you. Yep. Does it really matter? To me, me it does. Haas and Pfeffer and it matters if you're a Levine. You don't want to be called a Levine. That's like Phillips with two L's. My maiden name was Levine, and I was always called Levine. It's very annoying. Anyway, this kid is Levine. This is mayor of former mayor of uh, Miami Beach. Anyway, he's number one, followed by Tallahassee's mayor, Andrew Gillum, mm. and former Levine. Congresswoman Gwen Graham. Big environmentalist, Levine. Yeah, he's very, very good, yeah. All right, let's get some birthdays. We got any food? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the food for today? Yeah, today, you know, it's all I'm all upside down because I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. I'll give you a couple in a row. All right. Today, we talked about vaping this, but it is today's day, actually, Pinkman. It's California Strawberry Day. Oh, I thought it was vape day. No, it's straw day. So it's strawberry day. Yeah, oh, straw. Okay. Uh, Straub, and it's also French bread day, right? Now, right? That's Why a good time. Why can't it be called normal bread? French bread. It's French bread day. Tomorrow, yeah. I won't be here, but I will tell you this. It is one of your favorite days. What do you got? Coco vin. Chicken and wine. I the make, name? I make a good and Coco vin. And the name, Coco vin. La Coco vin. It's very easy to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friday, I will give you a little sneak peek into what Friday holds for you. I haven't it's, made that in a long time. I know. Coco vin. Mm. Coco vin. Good stuff. Uh, Friday is chips and dip day. Always a good time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, chocolate-covered raisin day. Like raisinettes. Those are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate-covered. Well, yeah, that's a brand name, but yes, certainly right. Whoppers and, or raisinettes? Whoppers. Yeah. Oh, I Whoppers. like a Whopper. Goobers yeah. or raisinettes? Raisinettes. Goobers. 
That's peanuts, right? Correct. Yeah. Chocolate covered peanuts no, like over chocolate covered raisins. No, I like the raisins better. And no, finally, on Sunday, in the, in the, you got a floss. They wedge that. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. And finally, on Sunday, it's Lobster Newberg Day. <laughs> Lobster Newberg. It's day. the sister of Crab Newberg. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So it's the same Newberg sauce, but instead of Crab Newberg, it's Lobster Newberg. Crab Newberg. You mean? After being laid off, attorney Crab Newberg was able to recover a $2.1 million from me. Thank you, Mr. Newberg. You're welcome, Joe. I was honored to recover $2.1 million for Joe after he was fired from his job, and I'd be willing to help you too. I've graduated from an accredited law school and passed an intensive examination in the state of Florida. No one has the right to treat you like dirt, but if they do, I will make them pay. Simply go to askthecrab.com and see what Crab Newberg can do for you. I got some birthdays. I do. Happy, happy birthday to one of your favorite actors, Gary Oldman. He's 61. 63. Damn it. Uh, 60. On the dot, Jack. Damn 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell he knew it. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Kapoya, kapoya. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. What? Thinking. Uh huh. Fifty-eight. Nice. Sixty. Damn no, it. fifty-nine. Damn it. Who's low? I Dad. am. Fifty-six. I'll ah. take it. Points. Oh, he knew it. No, I would have said it if I knew it. Seriously. Why would he make up something? That's ridiculous. To throw us off this one. Oh, exactly. Off, off the scent. You don't know. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's uh, exactly what he's doing. All right. Watch this. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. You know who he is, right? Why do you say it like that? Which one is that? From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's Ferris Bueller. Oh, that Bueller. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was on Broadway in the in the Birdcage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Correct. Probably not too much older than I am. Probably not. 54. Ooh. Ooh. 57. Oh, 55. Double nickel, sorry. Um, Pinkman and Jim Split, he's 56. Oh, also, finally, uh, half a point. And that's, You went with the same birthday? Yes, on purpose, to see if I could throw you off the scent, and I did. Yeah, because you never, you always pair them together. I, I didn't, didn't guess 56 because of that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Jack knew it, too. I tricked you. I decided to be tricky I did today. know it. I tricked you today, and that's the la-di-da. Just call me more. Just a reminder, the Orlando Prides head coach Tom Sermani and forward Alex Morgan are guests in studio tomorrow at... Four, a bonus round of closest to the pin right around the corner on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From- and now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Hey, here we go. Josh is on the line. He'll play against Pinkman and this bonus round of closest to the pin, of course. As we say, Josh is vying for that You Matter business card. He can only get that card by defeating Pinkman in this game. And if he wins that card, he will have good fortune for the rest of his life. Unfortunately, if Josh loses, bad luck for 24 hours. We will send Mr. Pinkman to the soundproof booth, bring him back in a couple of minutes or so mm-hmm. to determine his handicap for this afternoon. Let's get to Josh. Josh, how are you today? 
I'm doing great, Jim. How you doing? Uh, not bad. Thank you very much. i got ten questions for you. You know how this works. Uh, just answer to the best of your ability, all right? They're all interconnected, but don't worry about that unless you want to. You ready? Countdown for Josh, please. Keep score. In three, two, one, begin. Josh, police report the Austin, Texas bomber is dead, but how old is pro wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin? 52. How tall is Stone Mountain in Georgia? 1,400 feet. The song Georgia on My Mind was first released in what year? 1971. Ray Charles is best known for his rendition of that song. Ray Charles died in what year? 1996. The song Sweet Georgia Brown is the theme song for the Harlem Globetrotters. The Globetrotters team was founded in what year? 1942. Meadowlark Lemon was one of the best known of the Globetrotters, but how old is CNN anchor Don Lemon? The movie Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, runs how many minutes? 97. Will Ferrell joined the cast of Saturday Night Live in what year? 1998. The actor Will Smith is how tall? Six foot four. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Will Smith was a crow in Bel Air, California a neighborhood of Los Angeles, you would have to fly how many miles to reach Santa Monica, California? 27. Time. All right, hold on there. Pick that in. All right. He's on his way back. All right, there we go. Here he comes. We can only It's kind of Josh v. Josh today. (gasps) Right? Uh, Yeah. 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 We'll just call him Lynn. Pinkman, if you will roll the dice... We normally set your handicap at 18. Whatever the number you roll, we will talk uh, take off 18. That will be your handicap. Okey-doke. Here we go. Yeah, Jocelyn. Go. What do you got? Oh, oh he rolled a seven. Oofa. The easy way. All right, I have 10 <laughs> questions for you. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. You need to, you've been in a slump lately. Well, yeah. I should have won on Monday, but, you know, semantics. Why didn't you? Because of that stupid crow question. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> okay. Countdown. Yeah. Keep In score. Three, two, one, begin. Pinky police report the Austin, Texas bomber is dead, but how old is pro wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin? He is 50. How tall is Stone Mountain in Georgia? Uh, 456 feet. The song Georgia On My Mind was first released in what year? That would have been 1967. Ray Charles is best known for his rendition of that song. Ray Charles died in what year? Uh, night. 19- 1991. The song Sweet Georgia Brown is the theme song for the Harlem Globetrotters. The Globetrotters team was founded in what year? 1969. Meadowlark Lemon was one of the best known of the Globetrotters, but how old is CNN anchor Don Lemon? He is now 51. The movie Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, runs how many minutes? Um, 110. Will Farrell joined the cast of Saturday Night Live in what year? Uh, 93. The actor Will Smith is how tall? 6-1. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Will Smith was a crow in the Bel Air, California neighborhood of Los uh, Angeles, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Santa Monica, California? That would have to be 108 miles. Time! Oh, boy. And, and how, what was number eight? What year was that? What Did you say 93? 
What was the question? Will Ferrell oh, jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah 93. 93. Okay. I, I scribbled it on top of each other. Sorry. Uh, how old is pro wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin? Josh said. 52. Pinkman? 50. It's 53. Ooh. Wow. How tall is Stone Mountain in Georgia? Josh said. 1,400. Pinkman? 456. 1,686. Damn it. Song Georgia on my mind first released in what year? Josh said. 71. Pinkman? 67. 1930. Ray oh. Char- yeah. It's a Hokey oh. Carmichael song. Uh-huh. Ray Charles best That's known for his rendition of that song. Yeah. Ray Charles died in what year? Josh said. 96. Pinkman. 91. 2002. Oh. No. Uh, the Globetrotters. Uh, Harlem Globe, uh, Globetrotters founded in what year? Josh said. 42. And Pinkman. 69. Wait a minute. Hold on. Where am I? Hold on a minute. Ray Charles. What did I say? Ray Charles best known for his rendition of that song. Yes. Ray Charles died in what year? Josh he said, died. 96. Pinkman. 91. He died in 2002. That's right. Okay. okay. So Josh gets that point. Globetrotters team founded yes. in what year? Josh said. 1942. Pinkman. 69. 1926. Ooh, okay. Uh, how old is CNN anchor Don Lemon? Josh said. 78. Pinkman. 51. 52. Ooh, Finally, almost I got pinky. one. The movie Anchorman, <laughs> The Legend of Run Burgundy, runs how many minutes? Josh said. 97. Pinkman. 110. 94. Oh, Will Ferrell joined the cast of Saturday Night Live in what year? Josh said. 98. Pinkman. 93. 95. Pinkman. How tall is Will Smith, the actor Will Smith? Josh said. 6'4". Pinkman. 6'1". 6'2". Pinkman. Uh-huh. I think it's 1, 2, I'm 3, 4, 5 to 4. Pinky. 5 to 4? Oh, yeah, what? Co- yeah. Yes. Josh is up 5. Pinky has 4. Oh, man. Get it within 25, you went outright. If oh, Will boy. Smith was a crow in the Bel Air, California neighborhood of Los Angeles, get it? Yes. I do. Fresh, Fresh Prince. Points. Yeah. <laughs> he would have to fly how many miles to reach Santa Monica, California? Josh said. 27 miles. Penguin said. 108. He'd have to fly 10 miles. Oh, so he's within it, so he wins anyway. Josh wins. He's within the 25. Good job, Josh. Oh, Another loss for Pinkman. Lame. You're picking up that You Matter business card. You all have good fortune for the rest of your life. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, Ow. close only counts in horseshoes, oh, hand grenades, and closest to wow. the pin. Pin, pin. You know, I pin. think it's retribution from the universe for how well I do on Fritz on the Street. You didn't do that well yesterday. Did about as well as you did. No, you did exactly <laughs> as well as we did. We were the Nadia Cohen each of the game. Am I right? Ten. Perfect tens. Ha. Get it. Points. That was the name of yesterday's show, A Perfect Ten. Love it. Was it? Available now, yes, on the... Phillips File podcast channel on iHeartRadio. Take a little break while we come back. Jack's audio file. That's next on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. 
It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. What are the chances that Jack will have some more of this crackpot nonsense coming out of the White House? Let's find Uh, out. It's time for Jack's uh, audio file. Here we go. It dominates the news every single day, and it's more bizarre, more (laughs) bizarre. It's the best soap opera on TV. And there's so many. It it truly is, because there's different pages of it. And, you know, today... We have a new player, and he's kind of an old player, and he's coming back. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. Uh, Ralph Peters is a former military man, yep. and he is a Fox News strategic analyst, or at least was? he was. Yeah. This is audio from when he was, and this is uh, some harsh words. The president he is speaking of in this clip is President Barack Obama. Don't be afraid. Look, Mr. President, we're not afraid. We're angry. We're pissed off. We're furious. We want you to react. We want you to do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total It's stunning. Yeah, he said that about the president and got away with it. Fox News didn't mind, garnered quite the attention. However, what's getting the attention now is that same man, Ralph Peters, Mm -hmm. um, is resigned from Fox News, and he sent them an email of resignation, and it was uh, scathing, basically accusing them of uh, being a propaganda machine. No. Oh, well, it's something we all knew. Come on. Yeah, you you generally, you you don't typically hear it from people inside the beast. Right. Uh, He left and said that today, I feel Fox News is assaulting our Constitution order and the rule of law while fostering corrosive and unjustified paranoia among viewers. Over my decade with Fox, I long was proud of the association. Now I'm ashamed. What do you think he means by that? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, he goes on to uh, to talk about it, and it just uh, and it, it's quite the email. Uh, it's yeah. pretty interesting read. Um, so he is out at Fox, and he's basically calling out there. He credits some of the people of Fox Business who uh, still deal with facts, and they're the grownups, you know, in the organization. Well, these crackpots that they have on at night, for the most part, Ooh. I think they're people who work for Fox News. Yeah, you know, journeyman journalists. They might, you know, tilt this way or that way, but overall, uh, and he it's goes these, on to it's say, these yeah. nut jobs that are on, uh, you know, Carlson and Laura yep. Ingram and that nutcase Sean Hannity. Exactly who he's talking about, because uh, <laughs> in his letter of reckon, uh, resignation, Ralph Peters says, you know, I deeply respect the hard news reporters at Fox who continue to do their best as talented professionals yeah. in a poisoned environment. Um, but he goes, when primetime hosts who have never served in our country in any capacity dismiss facts and empirical reality to launch profoundly dishonest assaults on the FBI, the Justice Department, the courts, the intelligence community in which I served, and not least, a model public servant and genuine war hero such as Robert Mueller, all the while scaremongering with lurid warnings of deep state machinations, I cannot be part of the same organization, even at a remove. To me, Fox News is now winningly harming our system of government for profit. There's wow. these Republicans that used to be in bed with the FBI. I mean, they, I mean, they, they adored the FBI and law enforcement. Now all of a sudden, the, these nut jobs on Fox 
start talking about deep state and there's a cabal of bureaucrats in Washington that are trying to usurp power if they haven't already from the White House. Have you been following this battle between Hannity and Shepard Smith over at Fox? No. Oh, Shep just resigned. Yeah, Shepard Smith just the other day. I don't know whether it was right before he resigned or right after he resigned, but he essentially said, oh, the guys at night, it's nothing but entertainment. And Hannity came unglued. Well, he's right. <laughs> wow. Well, as soon as you see the Murdoch sons really take over from Dad, you'll see some changes at Fox, I think. Oh, you do? I do. Oh. It's a money machine, though. Yeah, um, so... It's a printing press over there. So it's okay to have bad behavior because they're a, a cash well, they're in cow? Business, well, they're in business to make money. They have responsibility to their stockholders, and that's the way that some people look at, uh, you know, that's what we do. You know, people have different uh, sets of standards and mores and morals and ethics, and, you know, they say, this is what we do. Doesn't make it right. Well, we can argue ethics all you want. To say, look, we're in the business of entertainment. Yeah. So no. that, that accounts for bad behavior then? What bad behavior? Well, whatever. I mean, it accounts for, you know, I mean, Fox had Funny, all of that. It's not sex- much different than Anderson Cooper at night spending an untold amount of, uh, with all the things that are happening in the world and CNN touting itself as covering the news. You know, all they do, I watch them at night, all they're doing is spend, it's, it's Stormy Daniels from, from, it seems from, from beginning eight, to end. From eight yeah. to, I mean, uh-huh. come on now. After a while, you go, it really, seriously? Mm. Oh, well, that's because it's got some juice to it. You know, I think that's true. But, you know, Fox was a terrible offender of, of sexual harassment and misconduct. But because it was a cash cow, you know, look how long it took for them to get rid of Bill O'Reilly, you know, who had all of these problems. Because he was a cash cow, they kept their hands off him, you know, for a really long time. You know, Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly and some of those guys. You know, yes, I, so is NPR. Same problems. No, totally right. I'm not saying it's right or All left, right. but because they're a cash cow, it, does that mean it, it excuses their bad behavior or just because it's entertainment? It comes into play. You know how co- companies and corporations work. Yeah. Nobody says we like it, but this is the way that they operate. It's plus a bottom line. To, plus, yeah. you have to be right on target when you're going to get rid of somebody because of accusations. You better be right. Otherwise, you're going to face a bigger financial problem down the line. You can just come along, boom, let them go. There is, we'd like to think, along the way, some sort of due process. One more note. I'm, on- not, I'm, not, I'm not unhappy to see O'Reilly go. Right. One more note. Go ahead. One more note on former Fox News strategic analyst Ralph Peters' letter of uh, resignation. He includes the line, but by the way, as an intelligence professional, I can tell you that the Steele dossier rings true. That's how the Russians do things. The result is that we have an American president who is terrified of his counterpart in Moscow. Yeah, they probably got video of uh, Russian prostitutes pissing on a bed. And uh, with Trump in the same room, or they've got information like, we know the money that you got out of the oligarchs, and we know the money laundering, and, uh, you know, we're not essentially telling you what to do, but uh, you're going to be our friend. You know what we're saying? Otherwise, we'll get you. Isn't it interesting? He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything about Putin, and he doesn't say anything about Stormy Daniels. Nope. Because both of them probably have something on them. Photographs. Video. We're, we're sure that President Trump, if given the opportunity, would stand up to Putin. In fact, before his uh, uh, recent call with him, his staff prepared notes that said, make sure you bring up the 
the uh, uh, poisoning of the former spy in England, and do not congratulate him on the election. So here is President Trump re, uh, talking about his call with Putin. Congratulated him on the victory, his electoral oh, no, victory. No, no. No, we said don't say congratulations. So he starts out with. In fact, that it. W- oh, yeah. There you go. Congratulated him on the victory, his electoral <laughs> victory. He, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's been leaked that he was warned not to do that. Why the leak? And he did. In all capital letters. I don't, I don't know, know, but that's why that now he supposedly he's. He's out of control trying to find out who leaked it because it was a pretty tight group of people who would have prepped him for a call like that and had access to information on what he was supposed I think to. The, the leaker essentially said, look, it, we're, maybe maybe it's a couple of things. He's out of control, but there are mm-hmm. people here that are, we want to let you know that, you know, this is what we did. Yeah. We don't want you to think it's footloose and fancy free right. here in the West Wing. There are people who, who put it down on paper, you so, know, experts. Yeah. To watch their backs. Experts yeah. on well, yeah. experts on Russia who yeah. said, you know, this is the way it's done. Right. You know, Mr. President, you know, this is geopolitics and this guy can't get it straight. We will probably get together in the not too distant future so that we can discuss uh, arms. We can discuss the arms race. <laughs> oh, no. The arms race. And he didn't talk anything to about discuss oh, no. uh, the arms race, which is getting out of control. What? And also to discuss Ukraine and Syria and North Korea and various other things. Various other things, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't think he mentioned one time about the nerve gas in London or anything that would, yeah. He's a pip, all right. Do you think he's performed better than Putin <laughs> expected him to perform? In Putin's mind, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I, I, I think Putin's got to be shocked. I think Putin just sits back and says, "Man, he this laughs. is the easiest. This is I, the easiest right. mark we've ever <laughs> had. This guy is so easy to manipulate because he has. Oh, he has the videotape and he has the photographs and he's got the documents related to. He couldn't get any loans here. He had to go. I think it's going to be shown. He got to use Russian money, you know, money from oligarchs to fund whatever projects he had and. Uh, and I, and I think it'll probably, I wouldn't be surprised for you know, Mueller to say, well, you know, we got him on money laundering. If not him, then his son and a son-in-law. Son-in-law for sure, yeah. Oh, go before the grand jury. We'll just get, come on, subpoena this, this ass. <laughs> You're in the box now, Mr. President. Because you know he thinks he can talk his way out oh, of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He thinks he's smarter than everyone. Yeah, okay. He has well, the best words. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. I'm sure he'll make sure that the Russians don't meddle in our elections come. I don't think so. The you fall. mean six months from now? Yeah. No. We're Clearly, the Russians had intent to cause chaos in the U.S. election system, and they had the capabilities to do it. Who was yeah, that? That was North Carolina Republican Richard Burr. said Russia tried to penetrate oh. election system in 21 states. I thought it was... Gus from Lonesome Dove. No. <laughs> here's, here's more for you. We were all disappointed that states, the federal government, and the Department of Homeland Security uh, was not more on their game in advance of the 2016 elections. That's his counterpart on his uh, panel. That's uh, Democrat Mark Warner. And they were talking about, you know, hey, we know Russia did it. We have an election coming. 
what are we doing about it? And, but the president is quick to point out, no collusion. No he collusion. does say that at every chance. What is that, he? beef jerky or a chocolate bar? What do you have over there? It's a, a protein bar, yeah. Okay. Mm. It's both. You want some? No. Mm. Mm-mm. Too dark. Mm. It's like Tootsie Roll. Mm. No, uh, thanks. You can have it if you want. No, I don't want it. You guys enjoyed the weather today? Oh, it's fantastic. A little bit too cool for little, me. Cool, oh, right? I love yeah. it. You know what you don't need? Uh-uh. Snow shovels. We usually don't sell shovels in March. It almost never happens. But this year, four storms in a row, it's happening. Scarsdale, New York. What? Snow shovels. Uh-oh. They are canceling flights, including some flights to Orlando, by the way. No oh boy. Some people can't get from New York back home mm-hmm. here or on true? vacation. Yeah. See, that's always my biggest fear, going north. Mm. Getting caught in a snowstorm, yeah, get caught March. in an airport, yeah, whatever. I know. Yeah, March. Yeah, you can wave. Look at look at these people. Mm-hmm. I was watching CNN today, right in the early in the morning. Snow's coming down, and then later in the morning, it's like, good God, they got like three feet already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They're canceling flights. They have oh, another storm coming sorry. through. Sorry. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, some uh, crazy weather happening in the Northeast. We're getting cooler weather here than we had the hail yesterday. Yeah. That was uh, some pretty severe rain, but Hell, much needed yeah. rain. That's my lawn was saying, yes, please. All right, Jim. How much lawn do you have anymore? <laughs> well, I got, a, I got, you got a couple square feet of lawn. No, I got a front lawn. I don't know. You put rocks in there. No, 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 no. Yeah, I thought you put rocks in cacti. Excuse <laughs> me. Like 15 years ago, I, I got rid of part of it, but that's when I planted the zoysia, the empire oh, zoysia. Yeah, the zoysia grass. Yeah. yeah. Michael Blanke used to grow that. Oh, here we go. So you say. No, he did. He was a big zoysia grass uh, fan. The same Uncle Blanke was in the FBI? Well, yeah. I wasn't going to mention it, but now that you do, my Uncle Blanke was a special agent <laughs> with the FBI. So my uh, zoysia appreciated the rain. Yeah. My crappy weeds appreciated it, too. You know what I would appreciate? Jim paying off a dollar he owes me. For what? what? Lindsay Lohan is not going to win an Oscar. <laughs> No, not. What are you talking about? No, she's not. We're almost not. out of time. She's not in anything. She's not going to be nominated for anything. Oh, uh, no, she is in something. She's in new commercials yeah. now for Lawyer.com. When Lawyer.com first reached out to me, um, I was confused and a little scared because I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> but when they asked me to be their spokesperson, I was intrigued. After meeting with the team, I realized Lawyer.com is just about helping people. From getting a DUI, let's not pretend like I didn't get one, or two, or three, or some others. It's so simple, and it's free. All you have to do is go online or give us a call. So let's get started, because at Lawyer.com, we're always here for you. What a performance. Bafo, I'm telling you, she is on the road to an Oscar. She is coming back, baby. Anyone winning an Oscar. Ricky Friday. Anyone winning an Oscar in 2019 has to already be in a movie in the works. There's no one going to be nominated who's not already working in a movie. How do you know she hasn't completed a movie? Because I go to IMDb. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe it's a secret movie. Yeah, a secret movie? Who puts out a secret movie? The secret people. Oh, for God's sake. The CIA. Secret Mm -hmm. people. Mm Mm-hmm. The only Is way gonna let him get away the, with that? Maybe it's only, a documentary. The only way she gets dropped. Well, I guess if Kobe can win an Oscar, you don't know what Lindsay Lohan's. Maybe she's uh, working on set design. A short. I didn't say it's for acting. I just an said an Academy short. Award. Um, I'm not so sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not so oh, sure. Oh yeah, 
She could take the Christopher Plummer out, just replace someone at the in the eleventh well, she's hour. She's back there. You can just hear it in her voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. Here's three voices for you. Mo, where do we stand with who said it best? Oh wait, hold it's on. our late night Here comedians. Yeah. They compete for Jim, over the same topic. Go, Jimmy Mo? Fallon in the lead with four points. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel uh, is at two, and everybody else has one. Okay, so we have Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien, James Corden. The topic in common was Donald Trump Jr. and rumors of an affair he had with the contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. Here you go. Jim gets to decide who said it best. Today we are bombarded by stories that say Donald Trump Jr. had an affair with a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. And I'll tell you something. When I saw the headline, my first thought was, oh, please let it be Gary Busey. (laughs) It's come out that President's son, uh, the President's son, Donald Trump Jr., uh, had an affair with a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Trump Jr. defended himself saying, have you seen Gary Busey's legs? I mean... <laughs> Donald Jr. is making headlines after it was reported he had an affair with singer Aubrey O'Day, who was a contestant on his father's show, The Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, so it turns out, on The Apprentice, there was something even worse than getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's picking up that point. No, yeah, he was, Jimmy Kimmel's picking yeah. up that point. He had a great bit last night on a colonoscopy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you say it? I yeah. thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Was he doing it live on the air? Or it wasn't live. Was it? They recorded no, it. it. Katie Couric was there because Katie Couric has to be present for all celebrity colonoscopies. Right. Oh, when, when her she first did, husband he didn't like died. it. Yeah. No, because it wasn't funny. This was. It wasn't supposed the, to be funny. What? I think it was supposed to be sort of informational. I don't. She was Katie at that Kirk. point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I said. It wasn't funny. This was funny, especially what they pulled out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, Mo, you misunderstood. They pulled a no, harmonica out of there. No, mm, no, you didn't see the bit. Okay, <laughs> I just know that you ripped her a new one, if you will. Um, pardon the pun uh, yeah. for her colonoscopy live on the air. You know, as was what an did information I say about it. With an informational thing, you thought it was putting yourself in the middle of a story, and why do we have to see that? And it's I don't want to see that with my Wheaties or my grape nuts or whatever you're eating. And it was like, oh, this is so inappropriate. Blah, blah, blah. And now, fast forward a couple of years, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel does it, turns a little bit fun. Yeah, because and he, now because, it's okay. Yeah, because it was more entertaining. It was informational, and it was cute. So that's all Katie had to do was be funny. And maybe and midnight. Okay. I didn't say that. Maybe oh. at the time I just felt that way. I think this was, I mean, she brought it to our attention that once you're over the age of 40, you're certainly 50. You need to get this done. You do, yes. And, uh, you know, they pulled those toy soldiers out of his <laughs> uh, colon. <laughs> that's funny. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as funny as the gum. No. Thank that, you, Jack. That's your audio file for today. Good job. Thank you very much. Don't forget, tomorrow, Tom Sermani, who's the head coach for the Orlando Pride, along with forward Alex Morgan, will be dropping by the stu- studio at about 4 o'clock. Their season opens this weekend. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A man is suing Pabst Brewing because he says they say their Olympia beer is fancier than it is. If he wants a true fancy beer, he should stick with the blue ribbon. A winner every time. Please sponsor Big Daddy. Next, a Chinese man has been avoiding paying bus fare by holding onto the back of the bus while wearing roller skates. You can't even be mad. He's just doing what everyone always thinks of doing. Finally, an Austrian man is facing a fine after calling police officers smurfs. Maybe if their police station wasn't a mushroom, they wouldn't have this problem. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute.
Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Oh, yeah. Yahoo! Mountain Dew! An old cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. What? On a ridge he rested as he rode along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged skies And up a cloudy draw Yippee-yi-yay Yippee-yi-yay I would say that for drive home. I remember how Banana hated that song. I do. <laughs> Stand it. It's a banana. It's a you know. It's it's a metaphor. It's an allegory it's, or it's, something. It's, What'd you say? Yeah. Symbolic. It's mm-hmm. you know. Follow. She just couldn't stand it. She just yeah despised that song. Alex Morgan, the uh, star forward striker for the Orlando Pride, along with Coach Tom Sermani, nice lady, will be in studio tomorrow at four. Their season opens this weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to him about that and this and that, and whatever. See how the dog is doing. Blue. Blue, right. I follow it on Twitter. Or him, I mean. Aww. Something else I was going to... Have you bought John Oliver's book? Marlon Bundo? Have you... Yeah. I have not. I think there's a waiting list now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you order it you now, the you're, story? you're screwed. Something about Mike Pence. Mike Pence has a pet rabbit. Yeah, Mike Pence is out with a book. And Mike Pence is, uh, I mean, he's uh, not gay-friendly, let's put it that way. Oh, totally the opposite of gay-friendly, yeah. And uh, so he put out this book, so John Oliver uh, decided to put out his own book about two uh, gay rabbits Mm -hmm. who fall in love and and get married. I mean, and uh, it's shot to the top of the bestseller list, Mm -hmm. far outpacing (laughs) Mike Pence's book. It's great. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Nicole Wallace says she's spending her fourth consecutive day at Orlando theme parks. Come on, Nicole. Come over. What are you doing? I just tweeted her. See if she'll are write Are you back. kidding me? No, uh-uh. I'm a huge fan. Who is she? You were such a big fan when she was with the Bush when administration. She was with the, when she was working for the Republicans. No, that's true. But, you know, she's a smart Republican. And she, you know, she and Steve Schmidt and a bunch, I mean, Rick, um, what's his name? Wilson. Steve, Steve Schmidt is my favorite. Rick Wilson. I mean, there are three right there. Who are were staunch Republicans, and they, you know, their families are. And I'm telling you, they are now my favorite to follow on Twitter. Some of my many favorites, but they are all up there. And you always say, "Oh, you don't know any Republicans?" Yeah, I do. I follow them. No, I didn't say. Do you know any Republicans? I, I said, "Would you one. vote a, vote for a Republican? Would I you marry for- one?" Nah, I don't think so. But I, are you sure you didn't? Yeah. Oh yes. He is a Republican. Oh, oh my God, he's to the left of you know. So he says, oh, but yeah, he gets exactly. really violent. No, no. So yeah, he no. I, I don't know if I could actually. I think that having a house divided would be very difficult for me. So I think it would be hard. I think it would be for difficult. anybody. Correct or correct. But John Morgan and his wife, they uh, they, they do okay. They to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a big stauncher. He used to be a Democrat. I think he's NPA now. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? No, I'm not. I well, am. I am. That's two of us. Take that, yeah. Democrats. Need to push for open primaries in the state like they have in other states. Amen. Yeah, yeah I wasn't willing you. to give up my vote. Take huh? that, libtards. Yep. I wasn't willing to give up my primary vote. So, you know, I know people who are 
really liberal people, but to really have a voice in my county, you have to register as a Republican right. to have a say so. And, right. you know, some of the so they register as Republicans so they can have a vote in the primary. Once you register as a Republican, then you can vote for the worst uh, primary candidate. Right. I guess you could do a sabotage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done it. How do you know I don't do that? Oh, see what? I knew Jack was Republican. I thought you are going to run for the Soil and Water Conservation District. Who? You. you. Me? Yes. Nah, my wife won't let me. <laughs> too much campaigning? <laughs> no, too much uh, skeletons in the closet. Yeah, a little of that. You think they get down and dirty in that election? <laughs> I don't know. It, Maybe 14 it, people cast to a another. ballot. Huh? One thing leads to another. You get that? Next thing you know, I'm running for governor. You got stars in your eyes. Now you want to go to the top. Yeah. yeah. I just thought Mo should run. But uh-uh. Not he... soil and water. I don't want that. What do you want? Governor? I want good. I want something good. You got to start off. You got to no. start off on a local yeah. level. You got to build a re- political resume. Yeah. And you have to understand what it's like to be at the local level. Otherwise, you get there and they say she can't relate to the common man because you can't. You stepped over them to get where you went. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Gone. I... <laughs> what? Uh, no, where? Wait. Should have went and voted. I run for the school board or the county commission or something. Maybe. State legislature. Something. Well, you can't be so nonchalant. You got to just, you got to jump in there. Oh, you should be tax collector. Oh, God. That Joe Greenberg. Greenberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. Oh, yeah. I renewed my registration, right? For your car. For what? My vehicles. Yeah. You know. Your birthday's next month. You have to do that. Got the stickers. Put them on. Everything A-OK. Then I get another one. What does that mean? I'm making another one. Another one saying, hey, you need to register. I'm like, I call them. I'm like, I did. They're like, no, oh, you could throw that out then. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's doing a great job up there, isn't he? Valdez never sent me two in one year. Nope. Yeah, He's too busy stopping motorists. Yeah, for speeding. Or <laughs> trying to neighbor. get out of his own speeding tickets. Exactly. I don't want this on the front page. A little professional courtesy well, here. Show you how smart I am. I'm going to mouth off to you. That won't go anywhere. Come on. He pulled somebody over like in a citizen's arrest or something. He did that, and then he got pulled over. Remember, he yeah. was on his way to some confab or something, and then he, he broke out that standard, do you know who I am? Do you know who am I? Yeah, I'm the deputy or the cops. Have, I don't give a, a, a rat's ass. Oh. He also stormed a uh, Seminole County commissioner's meeting with some beef with one of the yeah, commissioners. He's, he's, he's a piece he's of work, news. isn't he? Uh-huh. Go back to your daddy's dental office. But he's big on guns. <laughs> is he a dentist? His dad is Greenberg Dental. Yeah. You'd have seen those all over. About Joel, is he a dentist? Oh, I don't know if he's a dentist. I thought it was his dad's. Maybe dentist. he's a hygienist. <laughs> no, I right. think he was the dentist. Joel was a dentist. Yeah. I thought it was his father was a dentist. Eh, whatever. Anyway, go back to being a dentist because this is not working out for you so hot. I trust him on flossing, but I don't know about his his drilling skills. I don't really know. Does he carry his gun into the dental office? God bless. I hope not. And what is that all about? Oh, he's big on it. He it... wants to carry guns in the office. Yeah, he thinks. Well, that's he's a got good open idea. carry in his office for his, uh, you know, employees. And uh, but mm-hmm. I had to get my uh, permit renewed mm-hmm. in Seminole County. That process has never been smoother. He's got a dedicated office just for this. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, probably a lot easier than get your license plates renewed. Mm. Thank you, Joel Greenberg. They have a big <laughs> poster that says, keep calm and carry on. Yeah, Mo, why don't you run for that office? Tax collector? Yeah, yeah. do it, with Mo. numbers. <laughs> okay, but... Yeah, yeah we could get you elected. It's we really... could get you elected to that office. In Seminole County? Yeah, I could get myself elected. Yeah, we'd think. love I mean, to get you but elected. But you got to get out there. Yeah. yeah. Got to start speaking to the JCs really? and the Lions Club and the Chamber of Commerce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, got to be able to trash him, throw him under yeah. the bus. 
I'd be good at that. Yeah, you, of course. You should probably start campaigning in the next five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. So you why don't you go? I know you could win. Lawyer for tax collector, Seminole County. Pack oh. up and go. Mm-mm. No, How hard can that be? I don't know. It's, a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a machine. You're, it's mani- you're it's managing an office. You're a figurehead. That's okay. what you are. Yeah, you're yeah. Tax collector. Yeah. You're a figurehead, yeah. aren't you? Mm-hmm. Unless you're getting your name in the paper, then you're doing something wrong, Joel. You know, it's yeah. not like the your sheriff of Nottingham. You know, you're not running around with the, I pour some of your no. gold coins into this bag. It's yeah. just that, you know, you just, you know. That's right. Make sure everything's just running okay. Yeah. Running okay. Yeah. Occasionally, you attend a meeting on a millage rate. There you go. Mm. That's all you have to worry about. That's a property appraiser, isn't it? See? You yeah. already know more than I yeah, do I about that's it. a property You're appraiser. You're qualified. Just we can... <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll put your name in there as a write-in candidate. Oh, you know, that never works because yeah. of the way they I don't structure. know what the rules and regulations yeah, are as far as uh, me uh, endorsing a candidate on the air. Well, let's spending, find out. Spending four hours, maybe well, every a, Tuesday. You're a short timer. It's okay. Yeah. yeah what what are they going to do, fire you? And if they throw her in jail, yeah, what's it to us? What's the worst you can do to me? Kill me? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Zuckerberg's on CNN tonight. Now they've got the uh, public relations campaign yeah. underway because they, they're taking so many hits lately. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, post anything on Facebook. I don't check Facebook. I, uh, but I want a clean break from Facebook. Yeah. How do you do that? Wait. Well, you still have a a page, a page account, with yeah. five thousand friends. Yeah. Yeah. And the posts that you've already put up. I mean, I, all that stuff's out there. I don't want that to I don't want I don't want a connection to Facebook anymore. Do you want to delete your whole profile? Just, profile. Yeah, can I just get rid of everything yes. and just say there's no connection to me whatsoever with there Facebook are anymore? Ways. Facebook does I don't believe makes it that easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the problem with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. They should make it easy. I think. They don't want to lose you. Well, I know they don't. But at the same time, with all this stuff, I mentioned there are a number of people that, because of what's happening, <clears throat> you know, with uh, with uh, the problems that they had with manipulated information and the bots and this latest stuff that's coming out of, basically coming out, coming out of Great Britain. And there might be a certain number of people that I don't want anything to do with them. I, I, want, to, I want to distance myself. From them and uh, have them prove that uh, they can that they can win me back. Yeah. How do you do that? Okay. Do you remember your Facebook password? No. 
Okay, it's at home. I have it. Yeah. Oh, but you have it. You can get it. No, if I you have, have it. that, we can deactivate your account. And all then right. you won't appear at all. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Okay, deal. We'll do it. All right. It'll be it's just voided. Yeah. yeah. No, you you become invisible on this, Facebook. This non- is the guy, non-compass. This is the guy who can't remember his password to anything. This it, you won't have a footprint at all on Facebook. <laughs> right. Take your whole everything, every picture, no, I every can't post, my every everything. I, I just I don't. I I don't utilize social media like the rest of you do. I like to. Oh read. wait a second! Out of the four of us, who do you think tweets the most? Oh, I do. Okay, <laughs> no question about. It. But I have something. <laughs> that's to say. social media. But I have something to say. Oh, that's different. Yeah. How many tweets do you the rest read? Of you, I got my third drink under the purple tent at yeah. the Orlando City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that coughing. Are you okay? You're, no. you're, you're borderline bronchitis, baby. No, you got, you got pneumonia. Or something. No, it sounds it's like, working. Like, you got like a walking pneumonia. You do have. You need an expectorant. No, 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 no. You need no, no. Pomona. Yeah, you get Pomona. No, 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 no. I, I saved my Tamiflu. Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like really phlegmy. In when there. I realized how much Tamiflu costs, I, I saved half of them and I'm reselling. It doesn't work like that. Oh my god! No wonder it's not going away. Get a spittoon in there or something. Wait. Hey, the fever's gone and I feel fine, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm worried. Yeah, you should. I don't be. want to be sick. He's hooking it up. Hey, and the disinfecting. Would you mind sitting up just a little bit more? Can you rate? Oh, I can't. My You're back. slipping down like oh, a junior he's... high school student. My back is so no. sore. Why is your back sore? For coughing. Coughing a lot. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. Right that's a mic. wet cough. That's, that's a, see, it's phlegmy, that's isn't a nasty, it? Nasty. That's, that's it's not phlegmy, but it, yeah, it's bronchial. The, the little bronchies in there. Bron. Keelsaurus. Yes. Denver Broncos. <laughs> John Elliott. just wrong. Mm-hmm. Point. Chevy Bronco. Wait. <laughs> Is that Ford? <laughs> it's a oh, Ford that. Bronco. <laughs> Ford Bronco, too. Listen to that. You're on Facebook? I feel like Wanzi. Uh, right now Facebook I'm on Twitter. Have you had? <laughs> right now on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook right now. What, what do you need me to do? Post oh, something for you? You know what I did do, Jim? I was able to suppress my cough. Uh-uh. Through most enough. of the show oh. last night, uh, went to the Dr. Phillips Center for the oh, Performing oh. Arts and tweeting. saw Waitress. Did have you ever? Do you Seen know anything movie? about the show Waitress? I do not. There was it's a, a movie? movie. Yes, that's I did what not they know took that. it from. Yeah. Uh-huh. What really? movie? Starring whom? So it's, it's a play about a movie. It was originally the the play is based on the movie Waitress. Andy Griffith was in it. Carrie Russell was the waitress. Um, you would recognize a lot of the people who were in the movie. Um, and they made a Broadway show out of it, and it is spectacular. I saw it last night as well. And it, I mean, I laughed, I cried. They she totally, s- she totally takes over my review. So you, good, you right? Believable. You believe this? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about tweeting. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was no. talking about Facebook posting. Yeah. I wasn't. He was tweeting about this, though. I was connecting the topics. Oh, oh. you're so clever. Boy, oh boy, I wish I could think of that. So, Jack, what did you think of this show? Never mind. Nope. No, what did you think? Tell me. Nope. Well, it was fantastic, Jim. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it was funny. Laughed. Did you laugh? Did you cry? I did not cry. I was laughing throughout. It was hysterical. My daughter loved it. But it, it, it was a nice range. The acting was phenomenal. And it, 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 there are several standout characters. But one is Mo Ogie, 
the the boyfriend. Oh my god, fantastic! It, that, that was just really funny. kind of a nerdy boyfriend yeah. that falls in love with the nerdy waitress. Con- yeah, con- adorable. Contemporary music. Sarah Bareilles uh, did the score uh, for it, but they had a band. And it would kind of, the way the it slide in stage. And mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated with the blocking of shows and how they change scenes. And at this one, I was like, oh, this is, it's pretty simple. But then it just, you know, what they, the way they did it was just so well done uh, for the story they were telling. And I just thought it was really good, really entertaining. But going into it, I didn't even know it was a movie till Mo mentioned it. So, so. it's about a waitress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the focus she is the star of it and it's you know she's in a little town in a little diner and it's the the guy who owns you know or runs the kitchen and it's the other two waitresses and it's a regular you know some regulars and stuff and it's the story of the how they it's really very good in the movie andy griffith was the old man joe ah when did this movie come out ah yeah well i don't remember this movie and usually i can remember pretty good movies i don't remember this movie i let me. I'm looking. Research. I'm guessing 20 years ago, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, Waitress Terry the Russell was Terry popular Russell. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 207. I mean, 2007. So really? 2007. Yeah. Uh, 10 years, 11 years ago. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it. Yep. Nominated for anything? Mm, not sure. Um, Set design. It tells the story of a young woman trapped in a little town. A loveless marriage. Right, and don't a, give too much away. No, no, and a dead-end job as a waitress. Spoiler That's all you alert. Want to know. But... We did it. Now, we mentioned we were going yesterday, right? <clears throat> and a listener texted and they said their daughter was going to be in it ah, on Thursday and Saturday. Oh, no way. So at the end of it, or oh. at some point, there's a, a child in that. But so we know it's a local child. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they, I guess, have different kids who can play the role. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Adults pretty as well. Neat. I'm in it on Friday. Let me take a little break. Let me come back to regular round of closest to the pin upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Got that right. Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. Let's see if anybody can take me down. The chances of that are not very good. I'm playing against Charlie. Jamie is the uh, backup. Jamie is hoping that I win, of course, because then uh, Jamie would pick up the prize. What is the prize, Mr. Pinkman, as I head to the soundproof booth? That is a pair of tickets to the Melbourne Air and Space Show happening this weekend, the 24th and the 25th, at Melbourne International Airport. Uh, You can buy tickets online in advance and save up to 20% at airandspaceshow.com. And we know now that Melbourne, Florida was named in honor of Cornthwaite John or something who spent a lot of his life in Melbourne, Australia. Wow, I was impressed. Once you committed to naming him, if you were working from memory, and you almost got it right. I know, right? Cornthwaite John. Cornthwaite John. Yeah, you remember the Cornthwaite or something. Yeah, Bobcat Cornthwaite. (laughs) Oh, no. Here's the coughing starting. Oh, he's going to cough any minute. Oh, no. <laughs> Charlie, ready to play? <laughs> ready to play. Okay. If I start laughing, I sound too much like Wanzi. 
Okay, buddy. Uh, category for you sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's entitled, Today, That's a Fact Jack. Uh, random facts and links to Jack's. And this is not in reference to me, more so in reference to the line from the movie Stripes, That's the Fact Jack. You ready to go? Okay, okay I guess. Okay, we're going to reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. Car jacking became a thing in Detroit during the 1980s per global security experts. How many occur in the U.S. each year? Oh, 220,000. D.B. Cooper hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft, extorted $200,000 in ransom, and parachuted to an uncertain fate. What year was that? 1972. The Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game this year. What was the first year they played in the NFL? 1993. His media appearances with David Letterman and on Good Morning America made him one of the most notable animal experts in the U.S. He's Jack Hanna. How old is Jungle Jack? 71. Jack in the Box is a fast food chain primarily serving the western United States. To the nearest dollar, what is the menu price for their Jumbo Jack cheeseburger combo? $9. Time. Ooh. Ooh. Expensive food. Put you on hold. That's fancy eating. So you what? What's a combo, though? It's not oh, just oh, a yeah, sandwich. Yeah, it's a combo. Yeah, it's a combo. My car, the... Uh... The driver's side window doesn't work, so going up to get fast food is super embarrassing. Oh, no. You have to scream out the back window? I, I open the door, and I lean out. I'm like, thank you. And then it's like, this guy really wanted a cheeseburger bad enough to embarrassingly open his door and get it from us. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He's coughing again. That's oh a wet cough. That's a, that's a walking pneumonia cough. So, that's so yeah. true. I'm walking. You got a tube in your lungs, Christopher <laughs> Walken. You're gonna have to get dried out or something. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Send you to send you to TB ward. <laughs> oh God! Oh no, no, it's so painful. It doesn't hurt though. Sorry, it's hurting you guys. Um, all right, Jim. Category for you. Submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Sure. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. That's <laughs> the category. It's random links, facts links to Jacks yeah. in uh, reference to John Winger's line played by Bill Murray in the movie Stripes. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. There you go. Oh boy. That's the name of the category. You ready to go? Sure. Gonna re- oh, let me record Charlie. 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 Got Charlie's time. Pick up my thumb, Charlie. I got your time. I got my thumb off, Charlie. I got your time, Charlie. All right, here we go. We're resetting the clock for Jim's time. Public Greenwich Village, great movie points. In three, two, one. Carjacking became a thing in Detroit during the 1980s. Per global security experts, how many occur in the U.S. each year? 75,000. D.B. Cooper hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft, extorted $200,000 in ransom, and parachuted to an uncertain fate. What year was that? 1971. The Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game this year. What was the first year they played in the NFL? Uh, That was uh, 1994. His media appearances with David Letterman and on Good Morning America made him one of the most notable animal experts in the U.S. He's Jack Hanna. How old is Jungle Jack? He's 70. 
Jack in the Box is a fast food chain primarily serving the Western United States. Mm -hmm. To the nearest dollar, what is the menu price for their Jumbo Jack Cheeseburger combo? $7. Time. Oh, boy. It's a combo. It's a combo. I don't know. It's a combo. Yeah. Combo. That usually means fries and a drink. Okay, I'm adding five seconds to your time, Same. Jim, unless you want to add more. Mm, no. I think I got the D.B. Cooper thing on the money. You do? Why? Something stand out about that case to you? Yeah. What about, were you working it? My Uncle Blanky was. Oh, no, 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 no. I was waiting My Uncle Blanky was. Nope, we're good. <laughs> with the oh, FBI. No, stop. We're good with that already. We're good with that. <laughs> Don't encourage him. It's not funny. It's so not funny. I didn't say it was funny. No, my, no, yeah, it's yeah. It's a yeah, true yeah. story. I'm, I'm proud of my Uncle Blanky. I wish we had an Uncle Blanky <laughs> contest. <laughs> How many times he's referenced in a week? Oh, my God. Anyway. You're the ones who bring it up. You no, keep no, no. Throwing things out there. And, you know, there's a. There's a connection. He had his fingers on a lot of different things. Oh, my God. Everything from no. zoysia grass to, <laughs> yeah, to truck Cooper. farming. To astronauts. And truck farming. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Uh, <laughs> you're playing Jack. against Charlie. Thanks to Brad for the category. Let's go to carjacking. It became a thing in Detroit in the 80s. Mm. But how many occur in the U.S. each year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charlie said. 220,000. Jeez. Wow. 75,000. Yeah, Jim? Yeah. 75,000? Oh, 75,000. Yeah, 75. Yeah, 38,000. Jim is closer. Jim gets that point. 74% of the time, a weapon is used. I would say. Okay, on the DB Cooper, the case that eluded Uncle Blanky. Uh, <laughs> he could not bring him he in. He worked his ass off on that case. <laughs> it was one of the major disappointments in his life. Yeah, well, we all know that DB Cooper parachuted to an uncertain fate. Whatever happened to that guy? His status no is listed knows. as unknown, Mo. They found, they found some of the cash or a satchel right. of the they cash. They did find something. What He's year? still up in a tree somewhere. Okay, the next three answers, Jim, you were one off of each other. Okay? Right. So in this, D.B. Cooper, what Charlie say? Charlie said 72. Jim said 71. On the money. 19. 70. One. Yeah, there you Double go. Double points for Jim. Ooh. Jacksonville Jaguars, AFC Championship game this year. When they first come in the league, Charlie mm -hmm. said. Again, one off. Charlie Ooh. said 93. Jim said 94. No 95. Jim oh. gets the point. What's there the score? Go. I don't know. Four to zero. How many to go? Two. Oh. Jack Hanna, Jungle Jack. Yeah. Spoke with him on Friday. How old is Jungle Jack? Again, Charlie said. One off. 71. Jim said he 70. Might be on this one. On the money. Uh, 71. Oh, Double point oh for God. Charlie. He's back in it. Uh -oh. Come on, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. All he needs to do is Talk get about the combo meal. The oh. Jumbo Jack Cheeseburger combo meal. It's combo a tie. And then I got about time. I don't know. Someone got this on the money. No way. No way. How much is the Jumbo Jack Cheeseburger combo? Jim, you're leading four to oh, two. It's a combo. Most said it's a combo. Damn it. It's a combo. That's in the question. I didn't say it. It's in the question. But then you yeah, clarified after. Like, yeah. Oh, boy, you know, boss, you're way off on that. It's a combo. I said it after Charlie's hey, answer, too. dumbass. Very Did perceptive. you hear it was a combo? <laughs> too bad you couldn't be this perceptive <laughs> earlier. It comes <laughs> with fries, idiot. <laughs> and it comes with a drink, usually. <laughs> it's a combo. What'd Charlie say? Charlie. He needs this on the money. Charlie recognized it was a combo. Yeah. He said it was $9. Jim said it was a combo. It. And he said $7. Well, you, better, you better hope that you got it on time. Right on the money. Seven bucks. Ah!
<laughs> it's a combo, <laughs> Mo. <laughs> Good for you. It's a combo. Oh, my God. Well, it's a combo. Oh, I'm so sorry, Charlie. Tommy Chandler. Sorry, Charlie. I am the greatest. Yeah. I will wobble. I can't lose. Sorry, Charlie. I win. Is there no one oh on this planet God. to even challenge me? Remember, oh, close sweet. only counts yeah. in horseshoes and <laughs> grenades <laughs> and closest Stop to the Sunkissed tuna? Was it Sunkissed? Sorry, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Sorry, no, no, Charlie. Char- was Charlie. Chicken of the sea or something. Sorry, Charlie. But only the best for Sunkissed tuna. Chicken of the sea or something. What was it? Not Sunkiss. Uh, was it? Sun, wait, Starkiss. Starkiss. Sunkiss. Sun <laughs> what? That's for raisins. That's oranges. No, that's tuna. Dried coons. No, it's either Starkiss or Chicken of the Sea. Don't forget tomorrow, the Orlando Pride's head coach, Tom Sirmani, forward Alex Morgan in our studio. They will be our guests tomorrow in studio at 4. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A man accidentally cut off his thumb and had it replaced with his big toe. I wonder if his thumb smells bad now. Next, a cat that went missing 14 years ago in Florida after Hurricane Jean has been reunited with its owner. More like a hurricane, am I right? Finally, a man in Philadelphia was caught smuggling about $40,000 worth of cigarettes. Leave it to someone from Philly to still be in a business that no one knew existed since Goodfellas time. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right. If you're in the market for a new home, you want to refinance the home you currently live in, you have to find that money. Who's going to give it to you? We are not the banks.com. That's the way to go. They're not the banks. They are better than the banks. They work late. They work weekends. They work for you. Brad Siebert and his team do an unbelievably great job. They did a great uh, job for me when I did a refinance through them. Uh, if it's a new home, they handle that as well. Regardless of, your, uh, regardless of your credit history, they can work with you. They have special loan programs for people who are self-employed. If you are military, wearenotthebanks.com specializes in VA loans as well. If you want to finance a mobile home, wearenotthebanks.com can help do that too. Their service is second to none. Wearenotthebanks.com for all your mortgage needs. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From... File for this Wednesday, right? Tomorrow, the Orlando Pride's head coach, Tom Sermani, forward Alex Morgan, will be our guest in the studio at about 4 o'clock or so. Yes. The four of us are each going to pick names uh, out of the Sweet 16. I have the list right here, the brackets and the teams that are in it. 
Do you want me to just cut them up and we'll pick four names yeah, at random, sure. or how do you want me to do no, it? That's fine. That's, that's how fine. we've done it every year. That's cool. I'll, do it. I'll now, do it. Now, Jim, you have a bet with Pinkman you made at the outset of this tournament oh, yeah. that uh, yeah. one of the number one seeded teams of the four number one seeded teams. Odds are decreasing. Uh, by 50%. You've gotten two ones out. Yeah. Scott so. Maxwell, he's ready to jump. Well, his team lost. Yeah, I know. He's still on the roof somewhere. Yeah. Well, he's not here today. He's off this week. He must be on the roof. <laughs> Why, UNC? Why? National champs last year, weren't they? Uh, they were. Yeah. Go Tar Heels. He takes that stuff very seriously. Tar Heel, North Carolina basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Very seriously. Mm-hmm. Tar Heel for life. Well, that's true. I don't think he... Is he is he manic about it? I mean, is he one of... He's pretty... He's... he's, he's, he's a, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's not here today, is he? But the team isn't playing. Exactly. They're out. Yeah, they're out. They're out. That's why he's it's so upset. He's despondent. Yeah. Oh, he's licking his wounds. I he see. can't exactly. call in. Yeah. I tried calling him, and I got a voicemail, and it was just sobbing. Uh, I texted him a couple of times. He wouldn't even respond. Um, my team is still in it. My husband's team is still in it as well. Uh, Syracuse is playing Duke, though. I think that's the end of the road well, for Well, you them. never know. I mean, there have been some big upsets. Yeah. That's what's so great about March Madness. Gotta watch a lot of basketball. Yep. Masters this weekend, is that right? No. Next week. Next weekend? Yes. Mm. I don't know about the Tiger. What about him? Oh, uh, he had the he had the He had the juju. Shut up. Yeah, he had the he had the juice, man. Go on Sunday. It's like, my God almighty. It was fun to watch. It was until I started watching and then knocked the on the sixteenth, knocked it way out of bounds. You're a hex. Well, you watched that plane coming by with the Perkins banner on Stop it. Stop it. it just, that is just wrong. Yeah. Stop. Just Set that ball into Pine Hills. <laughs> They're not far off of Pine Hills, are they? Mm. No, they did the, As the they, crow flies. Yeah. yeah, they showed the one shot, which is kind of neat. They showed Volcano Bay. Yeah. And then they kind of oh, yeah. panned over and uh-huh. then showed the golf course. It was on NBC. He was yeah. on fire there for a while. I have to, I, even I started rooting for him. You did? I did. I'm really surprised. Yeah, me too. Because you normally have nothing nice to say about him. Well, I mean, as a just saying, as a well, as, as a man, it's like, man, I know his shenanigans. We covered it enough on this on this show, right? And I don't know what he's up to. Maybe he's turned all his life around, and he's got all these programs for kids. And I don't get that idea, though. I don't know. Shot doctor said he's a nice guy now. He did. Yeah, on. No? two weeks. Wait, it's two weeks for the Masters. Yeah. That's what we said. She's got to no. drive 30 feet without hitting a fire hydrant. Stop it. Oh, wait. Yeah, Two and a half it, weeks. It wouldn't be it, on Easter Sunday. No, it's the week after. Good point. So it's my birthday week. Two and a half weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. It looks yeah. strong. I got to admit it. Losing his hair, though. I think he lost more hair than that Bay Hill. Than oh, boy. Started <laughs> off with a, just that bald spot on the back, and then all of a sudden, woof, where'd it go? Well, how's it go, woof? Yeah, just kind of fell out. He oh. should just go straight up bald. He'd probably look pretty cool. You know, I thought about that too. No. Uh oh. Here so we I go. Think so. I thought about it too, oh, I think he'd and be I don't think so. Oh, I think he'd be. No. I'd be. He sweats a lot. He's. Yeah. He's. He, he, he perspires. perspires a lot. Yeah, he does. And then get a head tattoo of tiger stripes. <laughs> I think. I think it'd be. A, I think. Yeah. I think if he went uh, just shaved it all off. Yeah. It would be intimidating. They wouldn't know what to do. Shiny bald head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Scare people that way. Just come out in a beanie and a propeller on top. Oh my god! 
It's like suction cup to his head. Yeah. Tag Hauer <laughs> propeller on top. That's quality. Do they have any Perkins up in a, in Augusta? I'm Not sure Augusta. they have Perkins everywhere, don't they? I don't know. Uh, not the one. Might have to like settle for a Waffle House. No, that's a good time. Hey, that's they, not. That's hardly a settle. They have some good. Oh, I didn't say it wasn't a good time. I'm just saying, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, you make it sound like Waffle House is second to Perkins. Waffle House is like number one in so many people's books. Mm, I love Waffle House. See? Yeah, because they probably never been to a Perkins. I've been to Perkins. Plenty of Perkins. You don't know. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about comparing Perkins. See, people Perkins like it to, to, to Waffle House. When you badmouth the Waffle I don't House, have a, I don't have a case against either one of them. What about Cracker Barrel? You got something to say about Ooh, that? I don't know. You know oh, see, Tiger might have a thing for Perkins. Apparently, I'm a fan. Where the of, waitress is a Perkins. Yeah. Hey you. Oh. I'm a fan of most breakfast places. Yeah. Anyway, what else? See, so you want up the bet. With, uh, we're going to change it around on mast. <sighs> Wait a second. I thought you were yeah, you were realizing that Tiger might be back and have a legitimate chance at these uh, tournaments. I know. I, know. I we, like to go out on a limb, though, sometimes. We have two bets. One is that he will win a tournament this year, and Any. the second one is that he will finish top five in, in, in the, the top five. Yeah, I think right. there's a pretty good chance you're going to win on that one. Especially if he does well in the Masters. I don't think he'll win, but well, I'm such a golf aficionado. I yeah, know I so much about that. golf. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you were, you were watching on Sunday. It's He went from one stroke off the lead, and then within three holes, he finished eight back. And that's because he, he had the out-of-bounds shot, which killed him. Yeah, I don't know if it's a choke. But, no, but then Rory McIlroy. More of a yip. Yeah, Rory uh, birdied five of his last six holes. So that extended the lead beyond, making the eight-stroke difference between the two phenoms. <laughs> well, anyway, what else? What else? Anything? What else? Um, I'm about ready to you do You figure the out your watch yet? No. Your Apple watch? Certainly not. I just got it for my birthday, but or the day before. Um, and I've been on the phone with Apple a couple of times no, because no. I, I try to, pay- yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you want to square it away before you go away. So you know what you're doing. Can right. you be in the water with that? Mm, I think it's water resistant <laughs> to yes. 25 meters. I don't know about how it's the new one, right? is, isn't, isn't it? It's number three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They, I mean, their whole. I'm not sure I want to swim with it. Campaign showed the guy Snorkel. surfing with it, going underwater and out of water. Oh, so you can okay. swim with that. Totally. I'll call him about that then because I don't think so. You should have seen. Oh. Yeah, you can. You should have seen Radio Michael 7. He's got the first gen. Yeah. And we were at the beach for Surf Fest and he was holding his arm out of the water the whole time. It was hilarious. Just swimming up like this? Yeah. yeah. Do you oh. want to look like that? No, or do I you don't. you want to look no. cool? I think I'll leave my watch at home. In the, in the demonstration video at the unveiling, they showed a surfer, you know, yeah. they showed it on his arm and he's just dipping his arm in the water and out of the water. Okay, so if you're in the shower and it gets wet, it's probably fine. But I'm not sure I want to go snorkeling Man, with it. I don't know if I could wear a watch in the shower. Because then you're washing up and then the bar soap gets caught on you. You know, you can't underneath, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get you can't get that full, you know, from the shoulder down the to the down to the fingers, you know, yeah, all the way down. You keep hitting and that it, watch. Yeah, the band. I that agree. Dirty with. wrist. Yeah. And don't read anything on it and don't like just type a quick Google search like how waterproof is my watch. Just 
live your life by your paranoia of, of, that you think it shouldn't get wet. Deal. Try and take good care of it. That's why we can't have nice things. You think, oh, this is going to be fine. You take it, it tells into the water. You can. They made it to do it. They take your it. scuba lessons yet? It. No. Going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm doing tubing. <gasps> is it tubing or is it tubing? What does that mean? Or tubing? is it tubing? Well, there's tubing. tubing like you do at, you know, uh, oh, like a, lazy a water river. park, a lazy river. Full around. Then there's tubing where suddenly, oh, you're going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think and it's quite watery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's an old. Taking a helicopter ride? I'm afraid of that. You know, they they have a new rule now. What's the rule? Well, they have to put the doors on the helicopter. Oh, gosh. No, they do. The FAA. It's not after one this, of the, you know After why? that New York crash, mm-hmm. they the said I'm not going all helicopters have to have doors on them. You can't have a no-door flight. Oh, does that hold for Hawaii too? Just New York State? It's everybody. Oh, unless uh, yeah, you have that's quick, federal quick Hawaii release. Yeah, quick release. And unless you're in the army, you're on Army Ranger or Green Beret, then you have to worry about. They don't care. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. They know well, what they're doing. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of um. Yeah, I'm afraid of the helicopter. But you know what? Oh. I've never felt safe on a helicopter. I've never been in one. I think for I've been in three or four times, and I never. You can't wait to get it on the ground, right? Back to terra firma. That's what I'm thinking. I was in one in Rio. It looked like one of those helicopters that uh, was on the TV show Mass Mash, you know, with a big front bubble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was about it. Uh huh. And that thing would just shake and rattle. And... You want to pick four, or you want to just pick one at a time, or how do you want to do this? Hey, pick four. Here. I don't have enough time for. You want to just? Once you put you it. Want me in to go that... to them first. Put it... It doesn't matter. I don't put have it in a hat. You're wearing you a visor, yeah. sir. Well, put, I got a hat in the. Put it in your pocketbook or something. Here, I've got a beanie in my. Come back. here, Jesus bring me a beanie. Christ, <laughs> you can't pick it out of here. It's, that's too bad. For He's no. coming in with a beanie. All right, beanie. A wool cap. All right. Fine. Uh, this is a sweet sixteen. All right. Sweet sixteen. So what's the bet? We all put in a buck, and then we'll the, put in the yeah. So whoever wins, the winner you, gets the three dollars. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair right. enough. Yeah. Three whole dollars. We're rocking and rolling on this program. Yeah. Let Jim pick out some. You don't want to make it five bucks each? But they're not no. doing this at Rumba. Make it exciting. I'm going to mix them up a little bit. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Okay. Four, right? Four. Oh, that's, wait a minute. One, two. Oh, look at me. I got the number twos and the number threes. Three. And number, did you put the numbers down? I did. Okay. Four. Let's see what I got here. I won't see oh, that blows. One, two. They're not going to win. Okay. Now. Come on, Jim. I never win anything. Oh. Nope. You got four duds? What do you have? Pretty how, much. How could you have duds? <laughs> Loy- Loyola. Oh, well, that's oh the one man. That's the Cinderella 11th, team. Seated 11th. Oh, yeah, they're going to win. Texas A&M, 7th. Come on. Texas Tech, goodbye. Third. And uh, Clemson, 5th. Oh, Forget no, about it. I can't. Here, just take my dollar, right? I can't do Here, this. Just... this. This bums me out. What? Because I, <laughs> I have... The team that's playing against Syracuse. I have Duke. Awesome. Oh, that's not right. Oh, oh. That's a... Okay, I'll trade you for Duke. I'll give you my four right. teams. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? I'll trade you my Syracuse for your Duke. No, I'm not trading, <laughs> but we're saying. Yeah. Here's Loyola. Give me, a, give me Duke. All right, tell me who you got. All right. uh, uh, oh. During the commercial break, I'll figure yeah, out who's not doing one. that because this no, is no, really no. boring. Right, no kidding. Say. Oh, Purdue. I got Villanova. All right. They gave you Villanova. Florida State, <laughs> Nevada, and Gonzaga. Kentucky, Kansas, Syracuse. Points. Jeez. It's going to be Shot doctors here. We can talk a, sport, a little bit of sports with yeah, shot doctor because we got some added he time. He knows some stuff. Sit down, shot. See what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
Sit down, shot. Oh, texting service. Someone says they wore their Apple Watch to Blizzard Beach. They're sure that yours will survive your exciting life, Mo. Okay. Shot Doctor's with us. We'll have a casting call in about 10 minutes or so. How are you, Shot? Jim, good evening. It is good to see you again. What's happening? Still going with Duke? I'm going to go with Duke until further notice. I'd like to go with Kentucky. They have a team that's good. They're in a bracket that's had some top seeds knocked out. I don't trust Kentucky at all. Villanova's the safest pick, uh, but I'm going to go with Duke. Okay. Duke and Villanova conceivably could play. Nope, they could play in a. They would play each other in the Final Four. They could not play in a title game though. But I'll take Duke. Okay. I got Duke. What was the big sports story today? Well, we only had a forty-five, a forty-one minute show. What? And that was because the UCF baseball team played oh. today at four o'clock, which means we had a three forty-five pregame. So it was a quick show. Only had three a fairly segments. decent season, didn't they? UCF. They are Jim in the top twenty. They're playing. Can we Florida. lower his volume just a little bit. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, they're in the top twenty right now. They're yeah. playing Florida State. On our station, right now as we speak on FM 96.9, the game. Didn't they beat Florida a couple of times? Is Florida still ranked number one? Florida still ranked in the top five. Okay. Uh, UCF swept them, by the way, home and, uh, home and away series. Wow. That was about uh, a week or so ago. Good for them. They lost to Florida State last night. I think, I think UCF is 17-5. and five. They, they, begin, they begin conference play this weekend against East Carolina, and they have a really, really good team with good pitching. They're very good. Coach Craig Lovelady, Lovelady in the second year has done a marvelous job as a young guy. Well, I'm, I'm, he looks young compared to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes Who any doesn't? sense. That's funny. I heard that. <laughs> anyway, they, they have a really good team. That's a good point, Jack. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great point, Jack. Well said. Thank you. Boss. Yeah, anyway. great point, Jack. <laughs> anyway. You were impressed with uh, Tiger's uh, performance on Sunday. I like what I saw. Now, I understand on, on the 16th tee, we had, we had a tee shot that, was so far left that it somebody shrubs. Had the shrubs not been there, Jim, they would have gone between two homes, hit a driveway, and it could have still been rolling as we speak. Yeah. But it was a out of bounds shot, obviously. It was over then, right? Yeah. It was pretty over. much over. It with. was over because behind at the time. Think he knew that? Well, at the time He never Tiger, gives up though, does he? Never. No, he doesn't. At the time Tiger was down by one. Yeah. And Rory is right behind him. Yeah. Second putts. About to go on a birdie barrage. You birdie five of the last six holes. As it turned out, Rory finished at minus 18, so Tiger even eagled hole number 16. He still wouldn't have won. Yeah. He also bogeyed 17, he part 18. But he's got two weeks off. He, he's played the last two weeks and played really, really well. Hasn't won, but he's played. Why does he have that tape around his finger? Good question, Jim. He, he always has that tape. I've not found a reason why. Anybody... Does he get a blister? <laughs> a blister? It's on this finger Maybe here. Maybe he's got a knuckle problem. I don't know. It's above the knuckle. I'm not sure, you know, nobody's, nobody really knows why that is. So I, I see it every time he plays golf. It might be good, just a good luck charm. But whatever it is. I mean, his daddy wrapped that around his finger one time, and he, you know, his career took off, and he said, I'll, I'll never take it off again. I saw enough of him the last two weeks to know that he can still win. Yeah. I'm not sure when he'll be able to win, but he will win again. I, I didn't think this was possible, but based on what I've seen, his last three tournaments, the Honda... Innisbrook and Bay Hill, he'll win again. I've seen enough. He can, he can still hit it out there a long ways. Yeah, what about his short game? That's what short, we like to actually, talk Jim, about. Actually, right, Jim, with the short game? Yeah, that's very important, the short, his game. short yeah, game. Short game, of course. His short game has been great. The only thing holding him back now is... Attitude. Attitude's great. Actually, he interacts more with the fans now than he did. He's ever has, ever has before. 
And I think that's because... I think that's real, or is that, is that a alone. public relations thing where his agent says, look, baby, you got to get back, you know, you got to get some more sponsors. You're way behind on the mortgage. I you still got to pay off that damn yacht, and you need some more money coming in. So just get out there. If nothing else, make believe like you're really interested in the fans. You know, Jim, part of that <laughs> might be true. I don't I've, think he's that type. I, I just don't. Uh, I mean, some people are not wired that way. I think in Tiger's case, the reason why he's doing this is because... I don't think he's like that. I don't think he's he a friendly sort. He's been no, I don't either. He's been out of the picture so long as a golfer. Yeah. And now that he's back in and he's winning again, I think he appreciates the fans. Now he used to take them for granted when he won every single week. It you you miss the fans when you're when you become a no name for five years, which he has since 2013. So now that he's back, I think he, ta- he doesn't not take the fans for granted anymore. I think he I think he he gets what it means. Nah, I don't get it. I, I I think somebody said, look, you you got a you got a chance of maybe working up some. Some deals and, yeah. you know, just go out there and appear like you're having fun and say hello to the fans, sign a couple of autographs. He was known for being kind of a stick in the mud. Yeah. Not anymore. No. Well, but I, he I, was I, known for being a stick yeah, in the I mud. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that he is. I mean, whatever. I mean, there's just some people who are wired that way. And there, I don't think he's, you know. Just... I don't think he's immune to the adulation of the crowd. And the crowd was back behind him, him the past couple oh, I, of weeks, that cheering. So I, oh, I think they're... I think he likes that. But there may be. But he's not a friendly sort. On his part, a new, I think there may be a different persona, r- appreciating it more, and therefore Maybe. interacting. He was doing high fives and fist bumps throughout mm. the day. Mm. All that one shot where it hit the pin and then bounced just to the lip of the cup and yeah. didn't fall in. Yeah, that was know. driving me nuts. And I'm like, does he get pissed at that? And he. He had a smile on it. He just laughed about it because it's like, what are you going to do? And I thought it was a great reaction. It said more about his attitude than anything else I saw. What it is, Jim, is that you can be the best best person in in the sport that you play. When you are out of the spotlight for a matter of years, then you come back. I think you appreciate the fans more because you miss it. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I think think that's part of it. Yeah, I just don't know whether if you're essentially an unfriendly sort, whether you learn to be... Yeah, maybe he has become a little bit more friendly. A little more. Yeah, his agents say, stay away from the per. Just stay away from Perkins, all right? Oh, stay away God. from Perkins and the Perkins waitresses. And whatever you do, don't pull a seven iron out of the bag. I don't care what shot you have. <laughs> no seven irons, right? And mm-hmm. don't even get near a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. If he does those, he'll be fine. I think so, and I don't think there are any fire hydrants at Augusta. There's not. Oh, probably not. He's no, got- you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about worry about the Perkins unless he goes into. There's two tournaments, Columbia. Jim, between now and, now and the Masters. You never one... know. He might get in the car, you know, drive all the way to Columbia just to get some of that Perkins. He has no tournaments to play between now and the Masters anyway, so he's off this week and next week. He oh. loves him some Perkins. We've gotten past that. You well, think? Hopefully. I'd have he's to... a horn dog. Ever, ever past that, is he really? Yeah. I'd have to think that. I don't know. I would expect that he's gotten past things like that. I'll, I'll go with that An for open now. dumpster in a Methodist church. It's a deadly oh, combination for please, Tiger. Please, he can hardly stand it. All right, shot Dr. Ah. Casting call up coming right around the corner on ah. Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... Remember this song, Chuck Doctor? This song is really good, but I have no idea who's singing it, but I, I've heard it before. It's good. I 
I recognize the voice. Yeah, what do you got? Donovan. Donovan? This is Donovan, the great Donovan. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Correct. I don't think that's it. Told you, it's Donovan. Yeah, maybe the Dave Clark Five. This uh, is not the Dave Clark Five. <laughs> Everly Brothers? This is not the Everly Brothers. Okay, just ask him. <laughs> What's the name of the guy with the hot nuts? Doug Clark and the oh, hot Doug nuts? Doug Clark, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I, I couldn't remember. It's not Dave Clark. Okay. Oh, Doug Clark. Doug or, or Dave? Him. Doug Clark and the hot nuts. Yeah, it's not him either. So, uh, Jack, what's the By name the way, of that it, uh, chicken place up in Sanford? Where we used to get that yeah. chicken, all the great chicken, because the uh, shot doctor's looking for some fried chicken. Um, that was Lee's famous. Lee's famous. Lee's famous. Yep. That's some. That's some good chicken. Uh-huh. By the way, Grateful Dead shot is the band. I should have known that. Yes, yes, but didn't you follow them around for a while? Deadhead, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Don't fan. eat the brown acid. I'm a big Grateful Dead. Fan. You're deadhead. Great, uh, really good music. I thought you were a fish guy. A what? Fish. Fish. P H with a P H. Yeah, you know they have an ice cream named after them. It's right next to Cherry Garcia in the grocery store. Cherry Garcia. No, Cherry mm-hmm. Garcia. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? There's no Jerry Garcias today. Oh, they're not. He's well, dead. John Mayer is playing his parts now. He's All good. right, time for Shot Doctor casting call. We take a movie, a scene from the movie. Then, in this particular case, it's Shot Doctor and Mr. Pingman acting it out on the air. Listen along. Uh, if you think you can identify the movie, let us know at Real Mobile 77031. If you're right, you don't get anything for it. Just what? maybe some name recognition. That's all that you get. Got a good one here for you, I think. Shot Doctor, are you ready? I live in a state of readiness. Mr. Pinkman, are you ready? I think so. I need complete quiet on the set, all right? I need the cable set aside. The lighting's absolutely perfect. Took a while today, but the lighting looks good. We have the camera rolling, and it's 35 millimeter, widescreen Cinemax. Uh, S- <laughs> really? Cinemax. Dolby. That's, that's no, a, it's not Cinemax. No, no. It's uh, Cinema, a, whatever. What is it called? What's the big wide? Uh, Cinescope. IMAX. IMAX. thinking. Cinescope. Oh, Cinescope. Cinescope. IMAX. Cinemascope. Is it on IMAX screen? I don't know. Go ahead. Wait, I'm not ready. Is it Cinna or Cinema? No. Cinemascope? Something like that. Cinnamon. Ready? Assistant Direct? Oh, oh no. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, oh sorry. Ooh. Back on your marks, please. Back on your marks. Everybody back on their marks. Okay, all right. All right. Settle down, everybody. And action. If the playbook is too complicated, we simplify it. Playbook's too slow. When I'm on the field, I got to feel it. Got to let it out. That's why you've been changing the plays? I'm just trying to read the defense. I'm not talking about audibles. Talking about in the huddle. When you change plays, you show disrespect to people. People who have worked years in this club. People who've sacrificed more than you'll ever know to be in this game. I'm trying to win, coach. I ain't trying to disrespect nobody. Winning is the only thing I respect. Listen very carefully. One day, you realize this is the truest thing you've ever heard. This game, this game has got to be about more than winning. You're part of something Lombardi, Tittle, Sammy Baugh, Unitas, these men on the wall. You're part of that now. I want you to cherish it because when it's gone, it's gone forever. When I look at them pictures and trophies, it just makes me sad. It's like a room full of ghosts. When I'm done with this game... I don't want to be no ghost up on the wall. I want to be more than that. Looks like Cap's going to make it. Back in time for the playoffs. What? Cut. My God, was I good. No, looks my like Cap's going to make it back in time for the playoffs. My, my God, no, you I, said looks like Cap's going to make it. 
back in time for the playoffs. <laughs> that was the pregnant pause that great actors enunciated you know, with. Something, okay? I think you were very, very, very close to quite possibly winning a Jimmy, but you missed Jim. one of the words. You said these men on the wall. It's those men on the wall. These, those. It's a synonym, man. It's all the same thing, Jim. <laughs> It's the same thing. These men on the wall, Jim. Lombardi. Drop the accent. You don't have to continue with the accent. I can't help it. I've I've accepted it. It's part of me now, Jim. It wasn't too bad, as a matter of fact. It wasn't too bad. That was a triple Jimmy Award performance, if you ask me. People loved it as Pulp Fiction. You see that? No, it's not Pulp Fiction. Rudy? No. Replacements? Uh Uh-uh. Gay Black Mamba? (laughs) No. No. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I don't think so. Debbie Does the Football Team? Stop it. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof? No. Feel the Dreams? Uh-uh. Killer Clowns from Outer Space 2? League of Their Own? Uh-uh. Many, many... Oh, the Jewish Bronco Nagurski story? No. And then many, many guesses for any given Sunday. That's a good movie. You ever seen it? Not you would until, really like not it. until you show me the, send me the clip today. You're a sports guy. You've never <laughs> seen any of these sports movies. I just can't... How do you figure... Your movies put me to sleep. Movies put me to sleep. I don't think you see them on the right venue. I don't think you. I think you. You watch these in places where it's easy for you to fall asleep. Yeah, my black chair. Mm-hmm. My black leather chair. Well, once you get like a folding chair, sit in something sit uncomfortable. In a folding chair, something uncomfortable, and watch some great movies. Now, Jim. Uh, Why in God's name would I want to sit into something that was uncomfortable? Why would you want to watch a great movie and fall asleep? Jim, I live for comfort. I get in a black leather chair. I know what I'm getting. You're designed for comfort. I'm designed for comfort, Jim. I sit in that black leather chair. It's curved to my body, okay? I lean my head back about this far. Yeah. There's so many great movies. There's Hoosiers. You ever seen Hoosiers? Oh, that's a good one. He might have seen it. Bang the drum slowly. North Dallas 40. Oh, exactly. another good one. Two but, of them, as a matter of fact. Any given Sunday? That was this one. Water Boy? <laughs> Water Boy's a now classic. That's a good I must one admit, Jim, in this movie right here, you must admit that I sounded just like the star in the movie Warren Beatty. I was dynamic. Warren Beatty wasn't the star of that movie. Who was the guy that I was? That's Al Pacino. How come I thought I was Warren Beatty? Who was the guy that I was? How can you confuse Al Pacino with Warren Beatty? They, they both have a raspy, deep, coach-sounding voice. Oh, they That's don't? Why. Very much so. I give you Warren Beatty in the movie Shampoo, okay? Yes. You've one seen the, that one, movie. One of the great movies of all time. That's a good movie. I have, it's one of Jack's yeah. favorite movies, and one that, of mine. The great oh. Julie Christie was in that movie. Oh, and Goldie oh. Hawn. Yeah. This is the kind of great... That, that's Warren Beatty. Goldie Hawn was in Shampoo? Shampoo? Oh, Shampoo. That's yeah. where he played the hairdresser. Excuse me. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. What's the movie I'm thinking about? Heaven Can Wait. That's it. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Whereas more, that's more of a sports movie. Yes. That's, that's the football one. Correct. With James Mason. And George Burns. What? Wasn't mm-hmm. George Burns in that movie? No. And it was Terry, in that God movie. And Terry Gar. Well, no, that was also? Oh God. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh God. That one also. Yes. John Denver. See? Points. So I have seen some movies. It just that, just that movies generally at some point in time while they're playing, they put me to sleep. Oh, okay. Doesn't everything put you to sleep? A lot of things put me to sleep. Once I'm on that black leather chair. Don't mention this program. If you said this program, I mean you're not coming back. No. When I get in my black leather chair at home, yeah, okay. I, I get in my comfort zone. Yeah. Uh huh. And you like put the TV on, turn the lights out. Are you in your pajamas? We'll talk about that later. Wear jammies? <laughs> Sleep naked? I wear footsies. Don't tell anybody. They work.
You get older, your feet get cold. I wear footsie. That's exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, I get in the chair, turn the lights out, yeah, yeah. put the air conditioning on at the 62. Oh, that's chilly. Put the TV on. <laughs> no wonder you got footsies. Pillows, things like that. Okay. What's for dinner tonight? Turkey wraps, banana, salad. That's an island dressing. Okay. He's good about eating salad. Love salad. <laughs> Big fan of salad. Drop the garbanzo beans, haven't you, and the, the yeah. prunes? Well, what happened, Jim? I had a six-month uh, situation yeah, I bet. like that, and, uh, and uh, the six months of that, has, um, I'm okay it's now. So, it's done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You don't need a colonoscopy now. You blew I've everything out. I've got a out. new lease on life, Jim. <laughs> so that, those, that. those things yep. did the trick. Yeah, you're uh-huh. kicking high like a rocket after I'm that. I'm back. You're back. Well, good for you. I'm back and better than ever. Okay, Sean. <laughs> He's a character. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're sitting right here. I shouldn't say that. I don't mind. About you like you're not I here. don't mind. Okay. Sports uh, is uh, it's uh, Alex Morgan stopping by your show tomorrow. Three thirty tomorrow, and Coach Armani also. All right, don't ruin it for us because she's coming by here at four. Yeah, and I don't need her in a bad mood. Don't act oh, the she'll, fool. She'll be in a very good mood. It'll be it'll be fun. Just let what's his name interview her. You, you just be quiet. Who? Jerry. He knows less about soccer than I do. Oh, oh crap. No. Good God almighty. That's not possible. <laughs> I almost However, cursed. But don't worry, don't worry about it, though. We have a man in our station. Yeah. Scott W. Harris. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Scott, yeah Scotty. Scott, good man. Scott loaded us up with questions, so we're good. Oh, great. Oh, okay. oh my Did God. He? I asked him, too, and he gave me good. a bunch of good ones. That's a good. Give me a for instance. We're going to break down the Utah team coming up on Saturday, who they play. Stuff like that. Good. Oh. What's wrong with that? Ask about her dog. Does she have a dog? Yeah. What's his name? Servando. Barco? No. That's Blue. her husband. That's a bad <laughs> oh, subject. I'm not going to bring that up. I shouldn't bring that up, should I? Nope. Well, why not? I read the article about oh. that. I'm not bringing that up. Well, it's a long-distance relationship because, what, he's in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now. Well, you know. It happens. It's okay. I don't think she wants to talk about that. I wouldn't think so. It's a private thing. Not that I would know. Yeah, should, remember, Shot doesn't like to veer too far from the, the core subject of sports. I understand. I yeah. understand. Okay. Right. We are going to talk, though, about the close down and the prevent zonal defense. That will be coming up also. That's mm. soccer strategy. Zonal. Okay. Zonal. That's the not zonal a defense. Very zonal good. Defense. Exactly. So now. All right, Shot Doctor. Good job. Thank you very much. Have a I'll wonderful see evening. See you next week, if not before. I'm always available, you know. I know, Shot. How'd you like that <laughs> banana bread? <laughs> banana bread was very good. Okay. It was, on a scale of 1 to 10, it was a 9. Jack's wife's been out of bread as a 10. So oh. it, it, had a, it, had a, it had high expectations. I'm not part of this competition. I, brought in, I know you like banana bread because he ate your, your yeah. wife prepared some banana bread. Yes. So a neighbor of mine made some banana bread, and I brought it in for the shop. That was doctor. a 9. Yeah, well, you won't get any more of that. Jack's banana, Jack's wife's was a 10. The, no, you should rank his higher so you get more of his because I'm not bringing you anymore. Thank you. Well, you're not getting any out of me either. Oh, shot. You just... I said Jack's wife, who's listening right now, banana bread is a 10. She doesn't listen. She you listens to 96.9 The Game. You just finagled <laughs> yourself out of banana bread. Just the opposite. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thank you, Shot. See you tomorrow. I'll All see right. you next week. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> it's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. Uh, a few minutes behind schedule. Let's check in with the five-minute professor. Greetings and salutations, professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips, and the file. A pleasure to be with you as always. Where are you calling from today? 
Uh, I am calling from the uh, call center down the street from my house, but uh, they they asked me to do something different this time. Will they move you to another room? Because it sounds like it. They put me in an office. They said, you get a little loud. Can you use one of the offices? So I'm in an office. It's very business-like here. Do you have uh, friends there, or you have to pay for the privilege? Uh, I, I know people here. Oh, okay. Is there a stapler in the office? A stapler? A red yeah. swing no, line? No, there is not a stapler, but he does have shot glasses filled with pennies in his office. I'm assuming it's some sort of a swear jar. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What do you have, a respirator? God, almighty, what is... Sound like Darth Vader. Oh, wait, if that's I, called... Do you have a, a microphone, like a headset? I have a headset, and it's wireless. That's why we can hear him so well. Yep. It sounds different. Yeah. yeah, check him out. He's on a headset. There it is. I All look, right. I look... I'm, we're gonna we're gonna buy 300 shares or something here in a half a minute. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just gonna point, wave my finger, and we're gonna make a purchase. Actually, right. could you do this whole segment with your arms akimbo? Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out the time here because uh, we've got it all uh, bollocked up here. But go ahead. What's the what's the topic? So I was speaking to a friend of mine, and she mentioned that she had her hair done, which I noticed. Yeah. I did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I said, "Your hair looks really nice. What'd you do?" She said, well, she went to the hairdresser, and she described what happened. And I said, well, it looks really good. She says, it should. I paid $370. Oh, Nelly. So that got me to thinking. In my life, I don't think I have spent $300 on haircuts, period, and before you start on me. Because I don't have a lot of hair. That is correct. Exactly. I used to have absolutely terrible hair. So I'm glad that I have less hair now. But I paid $3 for a haircut when I was a teenager. Then I married a hairdresser, so I didn't pay for any haircuts until my hair was gone. All right. And then I bought clippers. And I just actually, I shaved my head for a St. Patrick's Day parade when I worked at Real Radio back in 99, I think. I remember that. I shaved my head for that, and I shaved my head for two years, and then I said, that's a lot of work. And then I started using the clippers. So I think I have spent a grand total of $240 on haircuts and $70 on clippers mm. in my life. And this woman spent $370 on a haircut. Well, remember John Edwards? Yeah, remember? remember Didn't he Edwards? spend yeah. four or $500 on he a did. haircut? Yep. Well, what happened to him? Bill Clinton used to spend money on haircuts, too, because he flew to his barber in Little Rock. That used to be a thing with Bill Clinton that they used to call him out on. He flew to his own hairdresser. But what I want to talk about was barbers. The concept of barber is the word barber. The word we use, barber, is from the Latin for beard. But, of course, barbering is dramatically older. Anthropologists and archaeologists have dated barber supplies back to 5,000 years ago. Here. 5,000 years ago, they found uh, haircutting supplies from 5,000 years ago, 3,500 B.C. What, 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 would they cut your hair with, a, like a bronze sword or something? Well, actually, they made rudimentary scissors. <laughs> they... It, we think of scissors now as two sharp edges that yeah. cut against each other. What they had was they had one flat edge and then a sharpened edge that that cut against it. That's how that's how early scissors worked. But that was a good looking do. It was it was awesome. Uh, Greeks introduced the public square barber to Rome, uh, and there's recorded evidence of that. 
and 296 BC. And in most of the English-speaking word world, the word hairdresser is a generic term, which may cut the hair of men or women. But if you specialize just in men mm-hmm. and beard maintenance and shaving, then you are a barber. When did they start pulling teeth? Well, that's an interesting question. By the Middle Ages, points. barbers, oh, points, definitely. barbers yeah. had become oh, barber surgeons. And this is not because they were so skilled. It was because doctors in the Middle Ages thought that surgery was beneath them. Oh. So someone had to do it, and these guys already had chairs. Right. For people to be in. So uh, they would uh, do a number of different surgeries, including bloodlettings. They would apply leeches. They would do tooth extractions, enemas. What? Hopefully not at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> it's the full package. But this is yeah. this is before Special they deal. thought about being sterile or worrying yeah. about germs. Yeah. So maybe at the same time, it would have saved time. Uh, and surgery, including uh, amputations, the legend related to the barber pole is that barbers would have a red pole and the white bandages which they use for surgeries would be drying on the pole. And that's where the red and the white comes from. I hold that thought for just a second. Jack, what do you want to do here? You know, take a break, come back, and then finish up with a couple of facts in the quiz. A couple of more uh, minutes on barbers, and then we'll have the quiz. It's the Phillips File with the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Connecticut man is accused of handing out fake $100 bills. He is currently out on $1,000 bond. Damn. Good thing he can print more. Next, a woman in Brevard County is in jail after she got arrested for drunk driving and ended up peeing on the cops. She must be pissed. You're in. Big trouble now lady. Finally, a man with dwarfism was handed crayons and a coloring book at a restaurant while on a date with his fiancé. That's kind of offensive. They should have used the term intended and not fiancé. Headlines were brought to you by Pinkman at Reed Nissan this Saturday. And transmission. That's right, I will be at Reed Nissan Orlando this Saturday from noon till 2 p.m. It's time for a huge tax announcement. Reed Nissan and Reed Nissan Claremont are tripling their factory rebate on every new Nissan in stock. So make the most out of your tax refund and visit Reed Nissan where time is now to triple your factory rebate and triple your savings. In addition to that, you can play Giant Django with me for your chance to win real radio prizes, movies, tickets, and more. You can visit them online at ReedNissan.com. But I hope to see you guys there, 3776 West Colonial Drive. That is Reed Nissan Orlando this Saturday from noon till 2 p.m. Call now for person, place, or thing, 407-916-1041. From- Listening to the Phillips File. Real Radio. Back to the Five Minute Professor. We're getting a lecture on barbers. What else you got there, uh, Professor? Uh, well, I, I did something. I didn't get an actual tutorial on the headset, so I've moved it a little way from my mouth. That should make the, uh, yeah, the breathing better. issue a little bit yeah, better. It sounds a lot better there. Uh, the barber chair which allowed for shaving and hair washing, only dates back to the 1850s, with hydraulics being added around 1900. Mm. Now, that's all I have on barbers, because what I really wanted to get to was barbershop quartets. 
and barbershop music. It harkens back to a simpler time. I thought you were going to talk about opera. Uh, no. The Barber of Seville? Oh. I could have talked about the Barber of Seville. I'll give you points for the Barber of Seville. Points. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. Points. Ooh. Yeah. Sweeney Todd. right? Points. The turn of the century, however, was a time when four-part barbership chord most likely came about. Because the thing about barbershop music that's that's different yeah. is that it's four different voices, but when they sing together, it sounds as though they have created a fifth tone which no one is singing. That is what is unique about barbershop music. And it was started in the African, uh, African-American slum communities along the East Coast and then resurrected 30 years later by whites only. Hmm. True story. That when they wore the pinstripe shirts and the boater hats, yeah. that was all meant to be nostalgic to 30 years earlier when no white people sang like that. And they call those straw hats boaters. Yes, they do. They call them boaters. I know, but why? Any idea? I think it's because people that worked on the flats boats on the Mississippi wore them. Uh, I think that might be a stretch, but... It might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't call you out on your made-up. Well, I know. I'm just asking. <laughs> Please check male, on that for next week. Male singers are barber shoppers. Yeah. And many are a part of the Barbershop Harmony Society. Female barbershop singers are called Sweet Adeline. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I love that. It's a little bit too sappy for me. Sweet I mean, it's... Adeline. Stop, please. Oh, oh, oh. You too. <laughs> the Daffer Dans, and we'll call them a quintet, uh, excuse me, a quartet. Yeah. Uh, our barbershop quartet team that performed at Disneyland since 1959 and at Disney World since it opened in 1971. And while they usually perform as a quartet, there's usually 12 singers per park that make up the Dapper Dans, and they take turns. They do nine shows every day, seven days a week. Our oh. good friend uh, Bud Henniger used to be, maybe That's still right. is, part of the barbershop quartet. He's got a great That's voice for it. That does not surprise me. This Several is a Dapper story that, that must, must be told. told. Yeah. Uh, at the Magic Kingdom at uh, Walt Disney World, the Dapper Dance performed seven sets a day, including a horse-drawn trolley in the morning. Boy. They're all over the Main Street USA, and you actually get your hair cut while at an actual barbershop while oh a barbershop quartet sings to you. You have to tip them? Uh, you do not have to tip them. And, in fact, I don't think it's encouraged even. Oh, okay. I don't think they have a hat that they pass around even. They've been but around they- that. They sing for tips. We sing for tips. Uh, the uh, dance at Disneyland out in California can be seen on their custom Schwinn four-seater that was commissioned by Walt Disney himself. That's Are we neat, ready for though. the question? Yes, please. The Barbershop Harmi- Harmony Society, excuse yeah. me, the Barbershop mm-hmm. Harmony Society is headquartered in which U.S. state? Uh, Jim, that's Ohio. It is further east. Oh, Ohio. Jack, and Pennsylvania. South. Oh, he just dropped that in. As I'm saying, my answer is South. South Carolina. Further west. <sighs> Tennessee, I think. Kentucky or Tennessee? Yeah. <laughs> Fritz. We make it. Mr. Fritz. Tennessee. Tennessee is absolutely what correct. Nice job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tennessee Tuxedo Stupid was a Fritz. penguin who, prevented, who uh, befriended Chump. Mr. Mr. Bradshaw. <laughs> Don Adams. Yo, know, Don Adams is a great guess because Don Adams was the voice of Tennessee Tuxedo. However, Uh-oh. my question is, what type of an animal was his friend Chumley? Jack. Mr. Bradshaw. Walrus. 
Way to save the day. Good job, Jack. Fact, a walrus. Yeah. Well, stars. Points. The Beatles released the I Am the Walrus yeah. on the Magical Mystery Tour in what year? Jim, 68? Before 1968. All right, 66. After 1968. There you go. Jack, the year of my birth, 1967. You must be older uh-huh. than that. You look terrible. Thank you. Uh, 1967 oh. is absolutely that's correct. Rude. That's so rude. Thank you. No, it's not. He's what, jealous. Uh. What duo included the Cuckoo Cachoo in their song from 1968 that was in the soundtrack of a movie that my mom and dad went to, but my mom didn't realize it had a soundtrack? What, what duo included Cuckoo Cachoo Pink in their Man. song Pink 1968? Pinkman. Pinkman. Sonny and Cher. Not Sonny and Cher. Moira, Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel is absolutely correct. It's Mrs. Robinson, and they put it in as a tribute to the Beatles. There you go. Where had he gone? Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak was in what year? Jim, that was uh, 19... Hold on a minute. 1948. Before 1948. Moira, 43... Before 1943. Ooh, not close. 1940. After 1940. There we go. Okay, oh, Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 1941. It is 1941. Yeah, 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 yeah. The oft underappreciated 1941 was nominated for how many Academy Awards? <laughs> As a matter of fact, one of the greatest uh, Steven Spielberg this. movies yeah. ever made. That's The number is three. That is absolutely correct. Oh I am a 1941 aficionado. Uh-huh. One of the worst. Uh, it was nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Visual Effects, and Best Sound. 1941 lost to what movie for cinematography and sound in 1980? The winner, this, this winner, the winner who won cinematography yeah. and Best Sound, was also nominated for Best Director and Best Supporting Actor. Best Director was Francis Ford Coppola. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Duvall. Go, uh, Jim movie? Godfather. Not the Godfather. Who was it? 1980. But it's Coppola and Duval. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know any more Coppola movies. Uh, oh, Jack. Uh, oh, Duvall oh, movies. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, that one. Apocalypse Now. That's it. That is absolutely oh, Good job, Jack. Nicely done. Good teamwork. And people say you can't sing. Aha! Robert Duvall. That could have also been Bugs Bunny, though. Uh, Robert Duvall is related to what U.S. military figure who he played in the 2003 movie Gods and Generals? Uh, Robert Duvall is related to what U.S. military figure who he played in the 2003 movie Gods and Generals? Oh, boy. Jeez, General. Uh, uh, more, uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Jim Patton. Not Patton. Earlier than Patton. Jack. Oh. oh. Mo- Moira, while you're yeah. thinking, yeah, Jack, yeah. okay, how about uh, Custer? Ooh, Ooh, a contemporary of Custer. Oh. Ulysses S. Grant? Try yeah, well, I go, I go get down to that Civil War. Get down to that Civil War. In the 2003 movie Gods and Generals. All right, I'll Either go, with, I'll go Grant. with Grant. It is not Grant. He is an absolute contemporary and rival of oh, Ulysses S. Grant. Come on, hey, Fritz. Robert E. Lee or something? Yeah, sure. Hey, Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Robert E. Lee. That is absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. Locking you out there, Pinkman. <laughs> Stupid Fritz. Hate that guy. Oh, that's cold. The part, of, the part of Mr. Fritz today is being played by Edgar G. Robinson. <laughs> Robert E. Lee's wife, Mary Custis Lee, yep. owned property that would later become what landmark U.S. cemetery? 
Arlington. Yeah. Arlington is absolutely correct. She Please. owned Arlington House. <laughs> the city of Arlington, Texas, is home to the Rangers. Yeah. But a much smaller Arlington can be found in a coal mining town in what U.S. state that became our 21st state in 1818? Mr. Pinkman. Oh, damn it. Virginia. Further west. Yeah. Yeah. West Virginia. Further west. <laughs> west, West Virginia. Yeah. No, Northwest Virginia. No, no, no. What state has an Arlington in it that was coal mining in nature, you said? Pennsylvania. A coal mining town in 1818. No longer a coal mining town. Kentucky, now it has a population Pennsylvania, of 190. Ohio. 21st state. 21st state yeah. in 1818. Yeah, it's early. Nebraska. Uh, Further east it's than east. Um, it's Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee, Ohio, or Pennsylvania. I'm telling you. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Kentucky. Further north. Oh, Tennessee. No, 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 no. Moira, Tennessee. Well, Tennessee is south of Kentucky. Oh, it is. Okay, so, so pe- I'm sorry. Answer. Pennsylvania, then. We'll be done Further with it. Further west. Ohio. Yeah. It's Illinois. Oh, it is. Son of a bitch. Oh, we missed that oh, one. They don't Illinois. have Illinois. Come on. We can't get it, please. There's no Arlington, there. Illinois is about 105 miles southwest of Chicago. Yeah. Oh. Chicago is setting is the setting to Barbershop, starring Ice Cube. It came out in what year? Ah, uh, Jim. Well, that's one of my favorite movies, right behind 1941. Oh no! And Barbershop with Ice so Cube came out in hold on, two, hold on 2005. Earlier than 2005. Moira, 2003. Later than uh, 2003. See, yeah. All right, Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 2004. That is absolutely yeah. Yeah. You did all right. God. Now he's usurping me. That's <laughs> uh, uh, some excellent work that you guys did. Uh, fantastic thank job. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you. Completely missed one question, which is not going to play in your favor. However, someone's going to be happy. Ooh, ooh, That's 88. an 88. Oh. Yeah! yeah. Most, you know, most oh. you just can't. A B plus, nah, so close That's to an A. better than a B. Yeah. All right, yeah. quickly in a minute, where are you going to be? What are you up to? Tomorrow night, I will be at the Silly Grape in Maitland, and uh, my daughter's coming out to the show tomorrow night, so she will be there, so you can see both my daughter and my most recent ex-wife. Uh, so that'll be a show <laughs> in and of itself. Okay. That's oh boy. worth coming out for. Well, at least you got a good attitude about it. Yes. Uh, and then on Saturday, I will be at Waco Taco. That's where I am every single Saturday. We do a great show out there. Vern comes out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then next Tuesday night, my buddy Larry is having his retirement party at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. And we're doing a live trivia show for Larry at Post Time Lounge and Cafe on the 27th. Come out and wish Larry a happy retirement. Happy retirement, Larry. Nice. I don't know, Larry. I mean, but I, you're I'm talking sure. a good time when Larry has a retirement party. Yeah. Larry comes unglued. Larry has been using as his team name his retirement date for the past three years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something we've all been looking forward to. <laughs> when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Congratulations, <laughs> Larry. Okay, Professor, we'll talk to you next week. Good job. Thank you very much. Five Minute Professor on Real Radio. All right. Oh, yeah. You talk about 180. Time for PPT, person, place, or thing. What is the prize? We have our contestants on the line. It is a family four-pack of tickets to Gatorland where you can go see Savannah feed chicken to gators and then pat them on the snout. (laughs) 
The chickens or the gators? Yes. <laughs> or Savannah. Gators. Are we patting Savannah, Savannah on the pouting. Savannah pats the yeah. gators on uh, the snout okay. after feeding them raw chicken. I All saw right, the video. Let's get this underway. Josh, your first up, pick a person, a place, or a thing. Let's go place. Let's go a place. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Thank Brad. you Brad. Thanks, Brad. What is this place? This place was settled a long, long time ago oh, really? and has a population of around 300,000. It is a place. It's not in the United States. I'll give you that clue. Okay. Ah. Yeah. I'll give you another yeah. clue. It's not in South America. No way. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, it really knows it down with the... Um, I'll give you another clue. Okay. Uh, it's not in Asia. What? Okay. It must be in Europe, maybe. Really long time ago. Long time ago, population of around 300,000. Current population, 300,000. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Take a shot. Oh, a city? Looking for a city? No, I said it was a place. Well, place. that's vague. Um, now it is. I have to keep it that way. Well, man, I'm running um, out of time. Put, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw anything um, Australia. Australia. That's your final answer. That's not We've got here. Sorry, it wasn't Australia. Moving right along. Here right. is uh, Glenn. Clue number two, Glenn. Yeah. The place relied largely on fishing and agriculture, though the Marshall Plan, it became, through the Marshall Plan, it became one of the most developed nations in the world. Really? Population of about 300,000. Singapore. 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 No, you're wrong. Get out of here. See you later. Hong Kong is in China. Patrick, clue number three. Patrick, the Blue Lagoon is one of its most popular attractions along with sailing and whale watching. Um gosh. any other clues? Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon, yeah. Um, better bundle up. Oh, really? Cold Blue there? Lagoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got that right. Oh, you what? Mm. Uh, let's say... Uh, Iceland. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah, baby! You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just fainted. I think he did. Yeah, Boy, Iceland. he surprised himself. Clue number four, after being <laughs> iced out for years, uh, it is finally going to the World Cup for the first time. And clue number five, it's renewable energy sources, geothermal and hydropower, satisfy its electricity needs. All right. Iceland. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Tiger Woods' uh, former wife from Iceland? E- yeah, Sweden? no, wait. Elin? Was Nord. she from Iceland? Uh, she was from Sweden. Sweden. Oh, Sweden, excuse Home me. Home of the meatballs. It's <laughs> Ikea. Oh, is that Sweden? Yeah, Ikea is Swedish. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Home okay. of meatballs and furniture you have to assemble yourself. Yeah. That's Swedish for yes? Yeah. Yeah. You sure? I am. Yeah. Okay. I think. So our variation is yeah. Uh, The other one is yes. We're out of here. Good job today. Thank you very much. Uh, File tomorrow starts at 3, right after Shawnee's The New Junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wonder aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.
Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Hey guys, Pinkman here. I will be at Re-Nissan Orlando this Saturday, June 24th from noon till 2 p.m. Come check out cars. Maybe you want 